Hey, this is Russ Braun, uh, artist of Six Pack and Dog Welder. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> Nice. Man, even that was terse. <laughs> a little subtle, right? That was like, I got the job to do, but I don't feel like showing up. Oh, snap. My I'm man. Enough this morning. My, yeah. Damn, someone's pouring a big old drink. I am. I got about 16 ounces of wine. Is that too much? That's perfect. <laughs> Seriously, it's a 16 ounce glass and it is like full. You should see the glass of wine I have here. Is it through. monstrous? Oh, look at that. Get the full fullness here. Hold on. Brand new. I'm not taking a sip until we do the drink roll call. So we'll all find out if it's good or not. That's all proper and stuff. What? You're doing it proper. You're like, I'm drinking this, and here I go for the first time. Let it be. Real time. Your life is shit. In the toilet. You act like you care. I don't understand that. I care so much about you. I, I care how you're perceived. It's like, yeah, that Jason Dude, you, Wood guy is so fucking smart, man. He's on the you, you he's on the dot. about a every, book last, last week involving a psychopathic clown and <laughs> anuses and all kinds of things. And then you get put off by my burping. No, I'm just detailing the work. See, you are it's the work. That's not. It's annoying. Oh, okay. I won't do it no more then. No, no, no. The picture I posted is upside down. You posted it a is. picture on what? Slack? In Slack, yeah. Oh, and I got to open it. But it's not upside down when I look at it, though. Like, in my in my picture, in my photos, it's not upside down. Wow. That's really weird. Yeah. You know what else is really weird? What? This is episode 462 of 11 O'Clock Comics. Mm-hmm. You're here with us live, and I am... <laughs> I am... All over the place. I'm all over the place. I'm Vince B. I don't love you. Uh, you are Vince B, and I am David A. Price. Sexy beast. And fresh from the Garden of Justice, I am Radish Man. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You are not Radish Man. Dude, you, could be, you could be the space turnip, but you're not. You're Jason Wood, everybody. <laughs> Back again. You know, I'm thinking last episode we cut it a little short. We should go long this episode. Yeah, we did. It was, yeah. it was short. We weren't. Was we short. Were, every now and then we have an episode where we it was good, but we're not quite like clicking. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's true. No, uh, it's it's a good episode when you can take a nap during the middle of it and come back refreshed towards the end. <laughs> I had a great time. I love Scotty. I do. It I was long though. Him. It was long. Yeah. I'm only teasing. We it was long, but yeah, but that doesn't mean tonight can't be long. And you know where you can go long? Hard. And uh, the football field? Go long, but not hard, because it's the easiest thing in the world to order from Discount Comic Book Service. DCBService.com, where you can get all your books delivered right to your door for a fraction of their cover price. Now, the previews just came out, so the list of specials has yet to be posted, but as I always say, when it finally is, it will be both deeply discount, and there'll be a whole hell of a lot of them. So, do yourself a favor. If you're not already a customer of Discount Comic Book Service, get there, dcbservice.com, and you will be amazed at how much less you can pay for your comics. Mm-hmm. Easy as pie. Pie. dcbservice.com. I love pie. 
Me too. Pie. Favorite pies. List them. Air pie. Favorite pies. What are they? Air. Oh no! <laughs> I was going to say mine's apple. <laughs> you have my apple. I love apple pie. Second uh, runner up is blueberry. Key lime. I love blueberry pie. I love key lime pie. I'm not a big fan oh, of the key lime. Oh, love the key lime. Yeah. And and uh, my least favorite is meringue, lemon meringue. Do not like that. Like I'll eat that if there's no other pies in existence. But my first, my go-to pie is apple. Call me boring. Sorry. No, I hate the pumpkin. Hate the pumpkin. Me too. Yeah, no pumpkin. That's not pie. I don't know what that exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Two flies nice. So what up? We have um, drinks that we're uh, consuming Imbi- here. Imbibabbing? Imbi- yes. What are they? Well, what are they? That's drinking because he just showed us. All right. Well, I'm finishing off the last of the Cabernet Sauvignon. From um, Livingston, and now it's done. I, all I have now is the cheap crap. So I better get, get myself to the the winery and get some good 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 vino. That's drinking too. He is. Yes. Now I got to open the slack. Well, I'll just let Jason say what I'm drinking. No, Dap is drinking Stave and Steel Bourbon Barrel Aged Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow, I like that bottle a lot. Right, it's it's a uh, it's it's like frosted. You can't see through it or anything. It's it's like the snowman or my tips. Jason, where'd you get Computron? I just ordered it. Oh, I thought that was like a photo of something next to you. It is. It's the box. I just I just well, arrived just... from Big Bad Toy Store. Nice. Yeah. God. Now they're sticking um, IDW comics in there, right? They are, yes. Look at that. Yeah. That's a monster. Sorry, I'm interrupting the flow. But, Dap, is that stuff good? Um, yeah, it really is. Nice. Bottles all matte and shit. That's exactly it, man. It is. It's. I can't see through this at all. Um, it's like a T'Challa bottle. Oh, actually, no, wait. Yeah, when the light hits it just right, you can kind of see the, the, the liquid inside. But it is. Um, <laughs> But it is it's it's a slick bottle, heavy as hell. Like the label. Um aged four months in uh bourbon barrels. So nah, see, I don't I don't mess with it unless it's at least five months aged. Oh, at least? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, go big or go home, right? Yeah. What are you drinking? Well, I am not drinking Cabernet Sauvignon, but I am drinking red wine. I am drinking a Malbec from a vineyard called Tapiz. Not to be confused with trapeze or trapezius, right? Or feliz or lapis lazuli. This is tapiz, T A P I Z. And how is that? I just took the first sip. It's good. It's good. It's nice and dry. I like. I like it. It's. I was a little worried it's gonna be sweet. I had a little sweetness when I popped open the bottle, and I was like, "Oh, hope this isn't sweet," but it's not. So <laughs> I'm redeemed. Good. All right. Now with that out of the way, do we have anything? Look at us all drinking the grape. Wow. We're all grown up. That's unusual. It is. Well, it's unusual for all three of us to be drinking a grape on the same week, though. Right. Yes. I have one thank you. Anybody else? Um, I don't I think, think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I'm using his letter as a bookmark for one of the things I read, or mm-hmm. I'm reading this week, but 
Uh, I would like to thank John O'Neill, a.k.a. Three Jack Bogey. Guess what I got in the mail? What? Ed the Happy Clown. No. I have many, many editions of that. Everybody knows that. Um, Everybody. Everybody knows that. I got a Kirby Museum T-shirt. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I was there um, and did not purchase a T-shirt because um, it was on a special day. I forget what the day was at the museum, but it was a special day and it was jammed. And uh, I was with the people from school who, uh, when you're with a group, you're, you cannot always decide how long you linger. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, the wait for the, to get to the, the shirt thing was way too long for them. Mm-hmm. And I did not get one, but now I have one. So, mm-hmm. so John just, uh, corrected. He made me write. Nice. Yeah, he made me write. Tight and write. So, so thank you. You got to love that. I do. I love it. Yeah. But I got to be careful where I wear it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to get it all, all shitted up. Nasty. Can I get you excited about something else? You always get me excited. Well, as, uh, as our listeners likely know, because we've talked about it already, on June 16th to the 18th, for the first time ever, the entire EOC crew will be rolling deep to North Kakalaka for Heroes Con. Look at this. And they have started putting out the guest list. Oh, boy. And I'm getting pretty hyped. I'm stunned that you would get hyped over a, a convention list. Why? You're not hyped? Oh, I'm mostly hyped that you're coming with us. No, the, you... The guests are... Of the, of the three of us, you're the first on the scene whenever they post the, the guest list. Because you got to make... You have to make your list. You want me to throw some at you? I wish you would. All right. We got... Uh, this is the newest editions, uh, round, round three. Jason Aaron. Sweet. Respect, right? Uh, got our, got our, our, uh, our boy Tommy Lee Edwards. Wow. Francesco Francovia. You're going to go up to Tommy Lee and say, man, I'm loving the stuff you're doing on Mask. You're, you're the best. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not even reading it. <laughs> I might, I might. Shout out to our boy Stephen Green. Yes. Uh, Kevin, I'm so skinny, you won't even recognize me, Melon. It's true. No kidding. Oh, oh you're yes. dropping Madway, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know that, but yep. didn't, didn't know he was going to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jeff yeah. Shaw. Who were you just talking about, Jeff Shaw? Wow. Mm-hmm. The the newest artist of Extreme Studios bringing, I believe it's Youngblood back. It's one of Rob's titles back. Uh, Mr. Jim Toe. Mm. Dave, the Wacker Factor. Ah, lovey-dovey. Evan Dorkin. <laughs> See, I knew I'd get Vince with that. Mikel Fife, our boy. No, you know I would. I need to meet him finally. Oh yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah, for sure. Hickman. Yeah. Which is, oh, <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kidding, Vince. You ready for this one? Uh, I'm sitting. Don Rosa. <gasps> no shit. Yeah. Oh, got to stop off at Sam's get some knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> Sinkovich. <laughs> Mr. Sinkovich. <laughs> Dap is super stoked. Mr. Charles Soule is going to be there. Woot. Only if you sit next to Ryan. I'm sure they will be. If I go to say hi to Ryan, do I have to talk to Charles? Or? I think you do. Yeah, I think if you listen, you know, Ryan, I, I want to talk to you Bad for a second. But. No, you don't have to talk to anyone you don't want to talk to. 
that's you know there's there's not a, a dictum in place that says that you know what I'll do just I just need to balance the cosmic scales so what I'll do maybe is I'll I'll if I go over there I'll have a I'll have a a, a smelt with me and I'll <laughs> I'll I'll pour some hot molten melted liquid metal on top of him okay and Eugene balance it all out <laughs> like friggin Eugene. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, who else we got? We got uh, Mr. Eric Kennedy. That sweetness. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Oh, man. He's a mainstay. I, I enjoy okay. seeing him all the time. He is. But another guy who I have never been at a convention with before, and I'm very intrigued to at least shake the man's hand, Gerhardt. No kidding. Yes. I've never met him. Right? Yes. Sim, yes. Uh, Gerhard, no. So Incredible, right? that's going to be awesome. Mr. Riley Rosmo. You see the work he's kicking out recently, Rosmo? He's making Dude, me sick. I know it, man. I mean, I, I thought it. he was fantastic um, on Proof and all those other books that went when he was coming up. But now he is doing, like, magnificent work. Not Bo that that stuff wasn't. Show. Yeah. Bo show. So, everybody, uh, for those of you that uh, might be able to swing it, it is one of our favorite conventions. We skipped it last year. Uh, and all kidding aside, Vince has never been able to go before. Uh, it should be a blast. It's a super fun show. It's very art artist-centric. It's also the kind of show where pretty much everybody stays at the same hotel, or at least if not that one, the one next to it. So everybody hangs out at one bar. It's very chill. You could be sit, you know, you could be sitting with your peoples, and then right next to you could be your favorite creator. And there's no pretense. Everybody's just chilling out. It's super fun. It's not overcrowded. It's uh, it is I think one of the best shows in the country. And uh, so I'm really stoked that we're going back. Sweetness. Yep. Wood wood. Boop, 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 boop. It was nice of you to uh, deliver that little update. That's what we're talking about, dude. Yeah. Oh, and I booked our hotel because the the Heroes Con rates finally on the top. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah. All right, we have all, now on to the comics as usual. We have all read pretty much the same thing for this week. We did more or less. More, more or less. Things more. We kind of strayed from, but yeah, 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 more or less. But um, top of the list of things that we uh, threw down initially was Batman. I had to catch up a little bit. I read sixteen. The boys read seventeen and eighteen. Are we all good with this? Jason? Vincent? Did you read them? I read 17. Okay. Well. I'll read 18 right now. Go ahead. Well, you know, you could read it right now because it's a rel right. it's a relatively qu quick read. Um, I'm out of time. All right. Batman. I did not read the other Batman book for the week. What was it? That was and broken. Yeah, that was, that's a good read. Well, okay. Um, Batman yeah. 16 to 18, written by Tom King, illustrated by David Finch. Who is inked? Who inks his own on sixteen? Is um, embellished on seventeen by Danny Mickey. Is he on eighteen too? And on eighteen, yes. Okay. And the uh, the color art is by Jordi Belair, He's a newcomer to the uh, the the uh, color art scene. Um, yeah, got a future, I think. I think so. I think so. Um, I had to do a little bit of catch up, like I said. So, you, you both of you read sixteen. Mm -hmm. A week or two ago, so I'm just going to try and um, summarize that real quick. Yeah, do it. I'll take like a good, like, say, five to seven minutes doing that. All right. Um, this is the I.M. Bane storyline, which 
spirals out of the last extended arc in Batman where um, it's I Am Suicide, where Batman was going after the psycho pirate who was uh, sequestered in Bane's stronghold. Why does he want the psycho pirate? Well, the psycho pirate is uh, the only one who can alleviate the effects of um, uh, the Monster Men stuff on Gotham Girl. It's going to help her because she's all out of sorts. She's not herself, right? Girls, mm-hmm. girls in rough shape. So um, in this storyline, which is called I Am Bane, uh, Psycho, uh, Bane wants the Psycho Pirate back. Because not only does uh, the Psycho Pirate's hoodoo alleviate the effects of um, uh, the Monster Men stuff, it's also really good uh, for people coming off of Venom, as Bronze Tiger knows. So uh, yes. Bane wants his boy back, and he's coming to Gotham to get him. So Batman has five days to um, cure Gotham Girl and destroy the Psycho Pirate's mask. Um, so Bruce and Alfred and Gotham Girl go to um, a treatment in 16. We don't know where, but on the way to a treatment, the they find the uh, the boys, Damien, Jason, and Dick, all strung up by their necks in the Batcave. So Bane's playing for keeps in this one. Mm-hmm. And that was the cliffhanger on 16. Uh, in 17, Alfred and Gotham Girl sneak into Arkham. It's like, how they do that? Well, Alfred disguises himself as Arkham because Alfred is, is, is um, a veteran of the stage. And Gotham Girl is dressed up like Hush, so it doesn't matter who's underneath the bandages. They don't. They wouldn't know. They sneak into Go- into Arkham for treatment by the Psycho Pirate, who is held in a cell that was designed. This is the thing that made me squeal. <laughs> the, the, the cell holding Psycho Pirate was designed by Mister Miracle. That's awesome. No. That doesn't get yes. your 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 oh, your, your fanboy. Oh my god! Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, psycho pirates in Ar- Arkham, and they go for the treatment. Blah blah blah. And uh, in the meantime, Bane kidnaps Selina, Duke, Commissioner Gordon, and Bronze Tiger. See, Bruce had a little powwow with the boys. Um, Jason Todd being among them. Uh, Tim was absent for reasons that we. Uh, no, from if you're in detective, you know why Tim's absent. So it was Damien, Duke, uh, Dick, and Jason. And he's like, he's like, guys, you know what? I love y'all. This is not a laughing matter. Uh, you got to stay away from Bane. He's coming. I want you all to do what you do, but don't do it here. Go fight somebody. Go stop crime. Do not. Run into if you run into Bane, just turn the other way. Like don't he's he's deadly. He he will kill you. This is my job. I got to do this. Okay. So after Bane puts this or or Bane's men put the smackdown. I can't imagine it was Bane's men. I think it was Bane. Right. Mm-hmm. Puts the smackdown on the boys. Bruce brings the boys to the Fortress of Solitude, and asks Superman, which is crazy. What's the story with that? See, that's the problem I have with this too. And I said to Dap, okay, Bruce is bringing the boys to the Fortress of Solitude. Uh, aside from Batman, the only one that can get in this place is Superman mm-hmm. or Supergirl. 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the boys are safe. Why not ask Superman to kick the shit out of Bane? Problem solved. You don't have to worry about Bane coming to Arkham and ruining the, the treatments and horning in and taking the psycho pirate. Just have Superman keep him busy. But Dap mm-hmm. doesn't, see, that doesn't see it that way. He doesn't think that would work. Well, I could see you arguing that Batman handles his own business. But is he not pragmatic? Is he not path of least resistance? Or the you know, I got the only problem with that argument is that then you could make the case that he should pretty much every time just have superpowered allies take care of business. Well, well when you have like a gun, you've that... never read a Justice League of America comic book. You've never read an Avengers comic book. They're not. You, you don't know what the timeline is like, so you don't know what Superman's doing while this is going on. Screw the timeline. Well. To be fair, though, to Vince on that one, I mean, Superman comes and sees him to solitude and says everything, all right, so Superman is the kind of guy that could go in and save the world in three seconds across the, across the other side of the and, earth. And so. realistically, how much of a problem would Bane be to, to Superman? Zero percent. Zero. Yeah. But, I mean, for the sake of the story... I love Tom. Okay, he probably didn't want to get Superman involved, and Dap said there's the whole diplomatic immunity thing going on, probably. So I I'll go with it, but I'm just saying, if if Bruce wanted to solve this problem as quickly as possible, he would have just said, "Come on, Clark, take this bitch out for me." Real, I could do it. You know, I'm up to the task, but I got other things to take care of. So squash pain. Um, and that's basically what we have through eighteen. The 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 um, Bruce's friends are are all kidnapped and and held hostage and Bane is like okay dude here's the deal you give me Psycho Pirate and I'll give you your buddies back and Bruce is like no ain't happening and Bane kicks the living shit out of Bruce which how far have you read Jason I'm almost there okay um which was uh, Bruce's way of delaying. Bane while um, someone else someone else because Jason hasn't gotten there yet this is awesome while you're reading this while we're talking about it mm-hmm. where someone else uh, frees all the captives and now Bruce is holding all the cards because Bane has nothing with which to negotiate yet he still yep. go, goes into okay. Arkham goes into okay. Arkham um, okay. you know I read something else for this week Batman and Son by Grant Morrison and uh, and others. And it gave me a chance to compare the two approaches the two approaches to Batman. I don't know I'm not going to say which one is better because that's okay. that's a, a, a murky little hole in which to descend. But I will say I am more in the mood for Tom's approach to Batman than mm-hmm. I than I am for Grant Morrison's right now. Dude, this two pages is some straight up gangster uh, uh, dialogue. Yes, where he's he's whooping Batman's ass. Said, "I'm not a joke. I'm not a riddle. Yeah. I'm not a bird or a cat or a penguin. I'm not a scarecrow or a plant or a puppet. I'm not your broken friend. I'm not your regretful teacher. I'm not a child's fairy tale. I am not a circus act here to amuse or frighten you. I am not another one of your madmen howling at the moon. And I am not." Some rich boy playing dress up. I was like, dang. Yeah, yeah. Tom is is killing it on the dialogue. In issue 17, there's a commentary on the state of mainstream comics by the Psycho Pirate. Did you catch that? When Alfred is holding a gun to his head and he's like, pirate, do it now. And, And Psycho Pirate's like, 
you know, it's all the different worlds that scare me. How everything keeps keeps changing and coming and going. He goes, we're reborn every fucking year, it seems. He goes, who am I going to be tomorrow? I don't know. Like, does anyone, can anyone be assured that they're going to be the same person than the day after today? And that's, that's, I think Tom is just like commenting on, on mainstream comics. Like everything changes with it. There's a duration that we are allowed to have in these universes. And if it extends past that and they press the reset button, like it's kind of meta, right? That these characters know or some of them are aware that they're just, um, IP that uh, who's um, mm-hmm. who are at the whim of the people that can that are pulling the strings. It's cool. Like it's see that kind of layering. I like because number one, mm-hmm. it doesn't disrupt the story at all. It's just a little bit of extra seasoning on what on the main dish that Tom's cooking up. But Batman and Son with Morrison, like the first story where Morrison keeps it pretty close to the vest with Talia and Damien. And uh, Langstrom and the the Ninja Man Bats, like that's a great story because he didn't get all fucking crazy on it. It's it's basically a, a surface layer tale of Batman that's really well done. But then later on, with the the Black Glove and the Zuranar and the the subconscious like um, things that Doctor Hurt put in Bruce and the, the it just it gets to be too much right it Tom is not looking in the mirror as he's writing this stuff like gazing at the magnificence of himself I get the feeling Morrison is mm-hmm. it, it's like oh you're such a clever bloke like he it's too clever for its own good right whereas Tom yeah. Tom is focused on the story Morrison kind of likes to put the story on hold at certain points to remind everyone that he's really smart and learned in comics and knows his stuff and can pull from the past and make it work. Like that's fun, but it just puts it, it's like a speed bump in the, mm-hmm. in, in the story. Whereas this Tom is amazing. This, these, these, I'm sorry, David, I had to say it. Amazing. Um, so where are we? Oh, and, um, Tom also is very willing to honor the past without disrupting the story. Like there's homages in all three of these issues, street names, um, like uh, places in Arkham, like what didn't they say it was Morrison Hall or something in in Arkham? And they, and there's, there's a spring. Yeah. Um, the uh, well, he also did it with the um, the two parter that Mitch drew. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of throwbacks to Year One. Um, and before getting back to to number seventeen with the first couple pages of the issue when Batman's at the fortress. Uh-huh. Um, it's the, yes, Superman could no problem take care of Bane, especially the Superman, because this is the Superman we know yeah. from the other earth. But it's also this world's Batman. And between Superman still kind of being a stranger in this land. It's also Batman saying, it's me, it's Bane. That's it. And it's... Superman is not going to intrude on that. So taking away, you know, my comments of Superman having to go 
take care of something because there's another Clark Kent in Action Comics or something. I just, it's just the way Tom has this framed and and presented. It's there, there's there's nothing on these pages that 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 even indicates to me that Superman could do Bruce a solid and take care of this. It, it that's not how. It's, it's being presented. That's not how it should be handled. This is, this is Batman's fight. So I'm not, I'm, if, if, like you said, maybe Tom doesn't want to do with Superman or, you know, wants to just have Batman take care of this, but this, the way, the way it's laid out right here, it, there was never, it never entered my mind that, that, oh, you know, yeah, we'll just have Superman come over and then, and meanwhile, number 19, he probably comes in and saves the day, but it's it, at no point that I read this and think that, why doesn't he just get Superman to do it? You know who would have got Superman to do it? Writer, I mean. Uh, Come on. Should be on the tip of your tongue. If 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 a writer doing a Batman story using Superman, who would have done it? Frank Miller would have done it in a second. Oh, I don't even think he him. Oh, my God. <laughs> that hurts my heart when you do that. <sighs> But yeah, yeah, I could see. I, I could Frank Miller would have had him do that, and he would have set up another threat to Bruce in the in the interim. You know, keep. I think it would have been a neat spin. I'm not faulting Tom for not doing it. You know, this is this is. It's not. It's, it's Batman's Batman story. No, right? it's, it's, like, it's Batman's book. I get it. I get it. Um, Tom, you suck. But in issue 18, it's really cool how Tom juxtaposes Bruce's childhood. With yeah. with mm-hmm. Bane's childhood and yeah, the really and fin- credit to Finch for the well uh, okay oh, um, no yeah I do have I, I it's it's pretty uh, glaring but it um oh. the uh, the part we already know you know Bruce Wayne puts on a cape leaps off buildings. Every night, the dude is obviously not all there. We know he is not mentally unstable, but the dude has to be a tad insane to do what he does. Um, but I loved this issue because Tom, instead of just reminding us that Bruce Wayne, the adult, isn't wrapped too tight, he just like he was doing with with Selena two arcs ago, he is uh, showing us that even Bruce, as a young boy, um, was trying to cope with things and and wasn't uh, wasn't exactly in the right frame of mind while growing up because of who he's talking to throughout the whole. Yeah. It was it it was it was freaky and and I just I, I had to let Tom know I, I seriously appreciated it. Nice, but their their childhoods are eerily similar up until a certain point when they make that pledge that will define the rest of their lives. That's when it changes. Like Bruce is going to war on criminals, and Bane is too. But Bruce wants to remove them, where Bane wants to conquer them and and rule them and become the best of them. Bruce doesn't want to be. Any of that, he just wants to remove those criminals from the scene so they couldn't, they can't do what was done to him or worse. 
to other people, mm-hmm. right? So that's where the that's where the two split, and it's it's kind of jarring that yeah, these two have eerily similar uh, upbringings. One mm-hmm. one was pampered to a certain extent um, by someone else. One was extremely hard, uh, but they're basically the same, right? Isolated, cut off from everything. They had to fend for themselves and make themselves to tune their bodies into instruments to to enact whatever they wanted their their their, their goals or their desires. But then it's the choices that either each one made that separates them. Mm-hmm. Bruce surrounded himself with friends. Bane got all jacked up on the dope. Finch can draw the hell out of Bane. Yeah. He can draw both a suit to save his life, but he can draw the oh, shit snap. out of Bane. It is, it's the, the, the fight scenes are, re- I mean, he, you feel Bane beating the shit out of Batman. Yeah, I oh. just, I have one tiny nit about the way Finch draws Bane. Mm-hmm. I think the Venom tubes are entirely too big. I do too. Too thick. If he was getting that much drug, that's true. Yeah. That's a lot of drug. Yeah, they are massive. Yeah, but I mean, he's a big dude, so maybe he needs a bigger dose. I don't know. Maybe he's been uh, he like he's getting like um like uh, penis um the the he's resisting probably the venom after all this time because his body's built up a tolerance to it, so he needs more. I don't know, but I just think I mean, not a colossal Finch fan. I respect the man mm-hmm. and enjoy his work, but he's killing it on these Batman issues. Yeah, got to give him the props. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a neat th- – there are some conceptual things within this arc that are really neat um, with the I Am Cat, the, mm-hmm. the trio of Bane's men hanging mirrors, the, the boys hanging in the in the back cave. And so she, she did to him what was done to them. It's great. And Finch drives a sexy-ass Catwoman too. Yeah, she, he does. Like we shouldn't have doubted Tom. When he was playing around with Catwoman, we should have known that he had an ace up his sleeve. I yeah. really like the relationship between those two now. They are definitely fucking friends with benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This the is bestest. a great little series. Mm-hmm. But I want to go back to the Batman and Son later on because I have a serious nit. Oh, with, cool. With that, that's I got it. a I got a, a bone to pick with somebody. Who that? Matt Wagner. Dap, what did you read? Oh, oh dude. <laughs> of all the, of oh, all the gotta, days I, we I, were I, trying I to get to read with him because my man decided to break the news about the hero denied on Johnston's site and didn't come well, on our it show. Was, news. It was, well, it, it's Emerald City weekend, so... Um, I'm guessing, and and Wagner had said earlier in the day that um, he was at the convention. He's got his booth all set up, and uh, but be prepared for a big announcement later today. Um, and it was a pretty big announcement later today. But yeah, I guess uh, I guess Rich was the one who uh, either he, either Matt said, "Listen, we'll talk," or Rich was. In the vicinity, but yeah, it, it, it's it was announced. I'm bleeding cool. Yeah, well, you go where the numbers are, right? I have no problem. With that. Yeah, no. Nah. People yep. love crap. So, hey. eighteen years. 
That's a long yeah, time. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it was it was eleven between this, um, the first two, and yeah, eighteen for now. Um, and it's it will be um, this summer, published by Image, just like the the second series was, and they'll uh, I guess reprint the first two series, and uh, it will be. It'll be just like it's going to follow the same template as the first two, um, fifteen issues, with the last one being extra sized and uh, like four issue arcs with uh, with a break between. So this way, uh, he can keep up the schedule and and uh, I guess publish a, a collection of the previous four issues. So are you absolutely beside yourself with Glee? I I am. It's uh, I'm I'm. I'm purposely slightly subdued because I don't want to um, be get overwhelmed so by so high, right? And and and, and yeah. you know, and then I'm just underwhelmed with the. So I just I, I can't. I just I have to be realistic. It's you know, it, it's obviously it's there's there's the whole King Arthur theme about the series, but for the most part, he's also Matt's pulling in. Uh, Things from his own life. Kevin Matchstick looks an awful lot like Matt Wagner, and in, in the second series, you had um, his sister-in-law and Bob Shrek, and, and you have, so he always has things that are going on um, in his life. And, and if if it wasn't, if now wasn't the time for denied to be done, then it wouldn't be. So it, it's definitely something is is um, has moved him. I, I mean, I, it's just it, there was never any sort of. Uh, he, he just didn't have a hard timeline set. It's like, you know, by the year 2020, I have to have it. It's, it's whenever it's done or whenever he's in the mood to do it or it, it moves him to do, then that's when it's going to happen. So, um, I am, I'm, I'm glad he's still going to do it. Uh, it's, it's a trilogy. It's it. You know, it, it, it will be complete when all said and done. So I, I, um, it's very, even when I read the second one, it, very very few things uh, in in my mind and it, it will ever live up to the first series. The, the hero discovered is is very near and dear and there, there, I'll there's just not a lot that I uh, I can compare. To it, I, I just it, it's it blows so many things for me out of the water. So the second one came around, and it was it, it, it he wasn't doing the airbrushing, so right away I'm like, well, it it, it doesn't look the same, and, and and obviously his his style had changed over the years. The line was a little thicker, it was a little bit more cartoony than than the first series was. It just didn't have um it it felt like it, but it just didn't look like it so um it wasn't a letdown it's just what i had set myself up for it was no way it would ever um compare so uh i just i have to reserve myself and and let Mm -hmm. him do what he's gonna do it's his story and 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 i'll just i'll i'll read it i have no doubt that i will enjoy the hell out of it but um it's it's still the first series is 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 the one that that made me a lifelong fan. So it's that's that's like the gold standard. But it's it's I just have to let this be its thing, part of a a larger story. I am I am really looking forward to it. I, I it's not like I didn't think it was ever going to happen, but um, 
I, I am curious to see where the story is going or where the story ends, actually. Yeah, I was happy for you. I mean, I'm excited, too. I, I've enjoyed Mage, but it's, it's your jam, though. This is your, your spot. Yes. Damn. Nice. I hope they I, I hope they reissue the T-shirt. I got to buy some. You've got Mage coming this year. I've got Liefeld Deadpool coming this year. <laughs> the world is a good, good, it's a good 17. It is. It's a good year. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's, didn't think I'd be able to say that for a while. <laughs> hey, man. It's all about cosmic balance. That is true. That is true. So we, we, um, I don't want to, I don't want us to give with one hand and take away with the other. So we don't have to talk about that collection that Vince wanted us to talk about for the past few weeks that we all finally finished reading. So we can talk about something else. Well, you do realize that only one of us would be taking away. The other two would be definitely giving on that. Uh, we're, we're talking about Matt Wagner's shadow, death of Margot Lane. Oh. So we'll oh, yeah, let's talk about it. No, we can talk about it. No, it's okay. We, we got, oh, we do talk about it. <laughs> we can say, I, I, I yeah, that's true. Show. That is true. I mean, yeah, I was, I was the, I was the lone holdout on this one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. I'm not, I've read very little shadow. I am not a huge shadow fan. Um, I recognize him. I, 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 appreciate his place but it's there's just something about the character that i i just i i don't know it's it's definitely not the alec baldwin movie but there are just some things that i i see in the character that it just it's not obviously it's 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 the time it's the era um this is all not high tech but i mean this is this is pretty pretty fancy for its time um, but I, I don't, I don't know what it is about Lamont or even just the shadow. And, and I think it's neat with the whole, um, if you're really still, they don't see you. And, and it's all, you know, it, it, it cowards and thieves and, and they, they're the easiest to manipulate, which we've heard from, from Batman, but it, and this is obviously where Batman gets some things from. So I just don't know what it is about the shadow. I don't know if it's the laugh. I don't know if it's the look. There's just something about the shadow character that that I don't love. And I know that hurts Vince. It does. It, I'm right with you, though. It freaking pains me. I I, I honestly, I, I read this because, first of all, you asked me to. Second of all, <laughs> Wagner. Um, I... I is this what the shadow's always like? Yeah. Oh, just not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand the appeal. I don't. I mean, I, I know it's a goofy-looking, skinny, unattractive man in a bandana and a fedora. I don't like. Is he? He looks hilarious. He doesn't look scary. He's supposed to be imposing. Like I just don't get it. Like, what's his shtick? Like, what makes him? Like, why is he? Like, why is he the man? Why is Batman the man? The shadow is well, Batman. Batman's man because he's physically perfect. He can. The t- he's the he's as smart as can be. He's got awesome Post- gadgets. He's a billionaire. He, I'm not I mean, sure with the voice with the shadow. I, I know that there he's doing all the all the tricks with, you know, fooling the mind and and I I get that 
part of it. I don't. I mean, if so, I don't so know. He saying, looks like my dentist. Decided to go out and try to fight So, all right. So, so all all kidding aside, Matt nailed the shadow and his 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 colleagues and Margot. He 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 nailed it perfectly, right? I think so. Okay, and and I. I I agree with you because the, the 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 little bit of of earlier Wagner Shadow stuff I've read, it's all in that same vein, and even the um the Shadow Grendel crossover, it it's it's all consistent. Uh, but as far as non Wagner Shadow work, I, I I wouldn't have anything to compare it to. So as long as you're saying that this is who that 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 Matt absolutely nailed the character, then I'm down with that i just there is just i i don't know what it is about i guess it's i mean i i love the spirit and i obviously and i know it's not the same thing but it's and there's some things about doc savage i kind of dig but and i'm not i'm not crapping on the pulp i just it's man, i can't believe my man dap is, is coming on my side with the pulp I just, I know, that's the thing i'm not so shocked I, i'm shocked it's there are just certain things about I, – I, I really – I honestly don't know what it is because I've, I've tried over the years. This isn't the first time you – know, Dynamite isn't the first publisher to, to, to tell shadow right. stories or, or to bring out the pulp dudes. And I just – I don't know what it is. And even when they try to bring it in the modern day, like what, what, what the Cuberts did mm-hmm. with, with – they're just certain I – re- I just really don't know. What's funny um, is I'm, as they're talking, I'm realizing that – I love the duck version of the shadow. I love Darkwing Duck. Yeah, Darkwing Duck's cool. And he pretty much is just the, the shadow is a duck, right? Like he is patterned after the shadow, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love Darkwing Duck. I just don't know what it is about Lamont. All right, we we can move past that if you want. <laughs> oh man, well tell us what you if, did. You like it? I no, I, I mean, I, well, this is not the first time that Matt Wagner has tackled the shadow, especially sure. at Dynamite. He's been writing the shadow for a while. Right. Um, in various uh, series and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't understand how you can't appreciate the shadow and think Batman is the cat's ass. They're, they're only – well, I shouldn't That's say like, the only. Uh, One of the major differences between the shadow and Batman is the shadow mm-hmm. will not hesitate to kill. That's that's it. Okay. That's it. He has his gadgets. He has his money. He has his sidekicks. He's he's in a very good physical form. He can uh, handle himself in a fight, and he will blow your friggin' head off if he has to. Does I guess that's like saying you don't understand how I could love Daredevil but not love Kickass. They're like cu- they're, they're cut types. from the same cloth without the the blindness, right? But yeah, yeah um. Yeah, but see, the sh- the shadow is one of the archetypes from which all these other characters came. Yeah, no doubt. No, I get I, that. There's, there's no one disputing that. I don't. And, and I, I guess I've, you know, I'm not a fan of the old school for the sake of the old school. To me, shit that comes later is often better because it's built off of. Sure, maybe built off of it, but it may be a better version. But the, okay, yes, I, I agree that when you take the shadow out of his time period, it doesn't tend to work very well because. There are things that could remove him very easily, right? If if he comes up against a gang who has RPGs, the shadow's pretty dead. Yeah, right. Um, so if if you keep it within that 
the the couple of decades that the shadow operated, mm-hmm. it, it it works really well. It was a it was a simpler time. It was an easier time. the The criminals didn't like. There's there's no cybercrime. There's no uh, weapons of mass destruction or biological weapons. It's it's all mm-hmm. it's all basic plots. Basically, I mean, it's just you know we we're gonna we're gonna steal or we're gonna uh, enslave or you know it's 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 rudimentary not not extremely so, but it, it's a it's a simpler time than current stories so mm-hmm. y- y- i don't know if that's a, a a concession you have to make when you read the shadow i don't i don't know i i just marvel at the character i think he's great he has there's a supernatural element to the shadow right, with the ring right. yep. um he's, i think the whole voice thing as soon as he puts the the scarf around it that, that, that's when the voice changes and then when yeah. he takes it off he could talk i mean I, and if you try and abs- enact that it, it's ridiculous right right so, so if you go up a bunch of uh, but it works for batman right well, oh well, in the movie, I, I'm I don't the Batman, I right? I never so, cared for Bale's voice, but no, not even that. I'm just saying that it's intimidation of, yes, of various sorts. Yeah, I, yes, and I think be, by 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 turning the inversing the reversing the the, the word balloon, making the balloon black and mm-hmm. text white, you know, it, it's giving you you're you're being told things. He, he doesn't sound the way he normally would if he was having a conversation with with. His taxi driver, or Shreveport, or anybody like that. So, right. um, like the, I, I was just the, the very title of this: "Death of Margot Lane." The shadow right. also does not surround himself with many people. He he is beholden to the war, right? The weed of 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 crime. He 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 needs to pull it out. Needs to remove it. So, I mean, he has his accomplices, and they're very few. Like Bruce, it's the, the, it's eerily similar how. Close Batman is to the shadow. I the the era the the way I, I think the story itself as far as how Wagner told it and 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 making sure that you knew I mean it, it's it's a straight up period piece and and yeah. and the dialogue the settings everything everything rang real true to me I, I thought that you know between the slurs and 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 right. maybe some of the exaggerations with some of the stereotypes i just thought that it was it, it was as if i was watching turner classic movies it it, it definitely felt like it, everything was sincere and and um yeah and, and I, I agree with you there the, yeah, the I, uh, yeah. when when margo dies it's not really a spoiler since it's in the title uh and and um you know so obviously lamont is distraught over that and then the only time he really shows his hand is when his other female operative is told to be to stay in the alley and and he 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 stops himself because he's he's trying to make sure that you know he he doesn't uh well show his hand but he is it's he's obviously caring for he's he's more he wants to make sure the women in his life are safe and 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 which again is something of that time it's like you know it's not so much that yeah you're a woman and that should be your place but he's he, he, he he's a man these other men can handle themselves i'm not i'm not going to be so upset if one of these guys die but i can't have something happen to 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 one of the women in my life and 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 they were really only aside from margo and that other one who who infiltrated the the restaurant um I think it, it was 
it was, it, it was, it was kind of a, a quick read. I mean, it was, it was Margot's diary that was kind of narrating the story and, um, and then you were getting some insight into Lamont because he lost somebody that he cares for and he, he's, he's kind of doubting himself and, and, and his war. So there were absolutely parts of the story that I really, really enjoyed. Um, so it's not like I, I was turning each page and, and, and shaking my head. I just, I, they were just, it, it, it was, it was just hard for me to really dig deep and, and, and well, dig my heels in and, and just enjoy everything about it. Just, I, I, it was weird. It was, and that, that's really it. It was weird. It's like, I, I was enjoying it and then Shadow would show up and it's, I wasn't groaning, but I was just like, I, I'm not in love with this dude and I should be. <laughs> There's a sound bite for future episodes. <sighs> I'm just not in love with this dude. You know, <laughs> the thing that you were cre- giving it credit for, I think is at the heart of why I struggle with the pulps. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's that good pulp is evocative of that era. Mm-hmm. And I have never been a fan of stuff from that era. Okay. I think that's what it is. Like, I just have no affinity for that era. Like from like movies to, I just don't just, has never appealed to me. I don't know why. I just don't really care for that era. Yeah. I don't um, like, like you said, T Turner, Clyde, like I don't like movies from that era. Basically. Uh, no. no, I know you do. I mean, a lot of people do. I don't, it does nothing for me. Like you, like, like I've seen Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon, and I just like I saw him once. I don't ever need to see him again. Does nothing for me. It's, well, no, don't it's, sigh. I'm, I'm not sighing. I was I was I was moving around in my chair. I'm not I'm not sighing because yeah, I can't. I'm not saying like I'm not saying they're bad. It's no, like, that's, I'm just that, saying I just doesn't appeal to you. Me. You you shouldn't be condemned for not liking a certain like I don't dig Shakespeare. Say I love Shakespeare. That's true. You don't. I don't. And 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 I don't dig anything built. Which on is it. interesting because the mage uh, embeds Shakespearean yes. chapters. Yes, it, it's true. It's true. But I I come more to mage for the art, especially on the oh, second. Oh no, part. I know it's, it's a um, tiny component of it. But. And no, speaking about the art here, Wagner loves the black, white, and red. Oh, big yeah, time. loves this, this it. Thing, man. This, this series with is black and white and red all over a Matt Wagner comic. With yeah, with um. <laughs> With very few exceptions, I mean, there, there's some green in here when when there are chemicals involved and stuff, and and uh, but basically the colors are so muted that this is essentially a black and white and red mm-hmm. comic. I mean, and, and there are, I mean, it's from the moonlight and everything. I think Brennan Wagner is is yeah. is a real solid colorist. Um, oh, he's his daddy's boy. His yeah, um, and and probably the only saving. Race of the Tim Sale variant covers on the Batman books, but the mm. um, yeah, there's a lot of times where people look a little pale, and 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 it, which again just just adds weight to the story. I think it, it's I love the layout. I love it, there's it, it's it's so weird for me to say. Yeah, I, I'd recommend this. I think it's a great book, but it's the shadow. It, it's it's really hard for me to just. Dive all in is basically what I'm saying. And I gotcha. We're so we're so different because I can basically I I would sustain myself on a diet of horror and pulps and never never have a problem with it. If if I just took modern superheroes out of the mix, like say financial for financial reasons, if I had to, and just mm-hmm. remove mm-hmm. super, I would be fine with with horror and pulps. They would be they would sustain me, and you guys would be like. 
I could see where where you would kind of grow tired of it quickly. It's just yeah, grow tired it, of it quickly. I'd, I'd be out of page one. Yeah, it's it's just it's no really. I think a lot of it has to do with age. Um, yeah, could be the 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 shadow and the pulp and Doc Savage and the Avenger. Well, uh, how old were you when you started reading the pulp characters? Um, about nine or ten. About ten years okay. old. Yeah. Um. A friend of mine who had moved to Pennsylvania from um, somewhere in the Midwest had a, a huge collection of the Doc Savage paperback novels. So okay. I, I would borrow them. And from Doc Savage, I moved on to The Shadow. He had a lot of The Shadow books too. Um, and I guess it's the, uh, a product of my youth where I read The Shadow and I'm taken back to that time, which was an awesome time. Mm-hmm. And I, it makes me sound like an old fart, but it was a lot simpler. There was, it, I don't want to say better because that's debatable, but um, it, it was a less cumbersome time. Things things were more clear cut back then. Mm-hmm. And and um, and Wagner sees it in, in the shadow story where you know China is exotic, mysteri- mm-hmm. mysterious. Um, criminals are basically all bad. You know, you don't have your. your yeah, still, there's no gray area. No, they're, they're 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 criminals or they're not. And uh, no, it's I I I don't know if I should even try and quantify why I love the shadow so much. Um, it, it just is. is it? it just is. Yeah. Um, I thought this book was fantastic from story to design to illustration. The 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 color is. Superb! Mm-hmm. It's just everything about this. Like I didn't get the hardcover of this; I got the original issues, and right. I, I kind of wish I did get the hardcover. Yes, I think the hardcover's even got an extra story in the back. It does. Um, the uh, Curse of Blackbird's Skull, which is weird. I thought it might have been. It's a re- um, it's a reprint, though. I huh? think it's the the added story is a reprint from. Um, yes. What Shadow? I think one hundred. Yeah. Um, it would have been when, when, when you get to one of the reveals, it would have been neat to, um, if you had, uh, seen the big bad's father. If, I don't know mm. if the, was that story ever, mm. was that an actual story that, that, that was published or is it just something that, um, no, it's, is, is it's, inferred that, uh, it's part of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was weird. It, it was one of the notes that I wrote for the episode is that, um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen the editor be more aware of what was going on in the issue. But then I, I read one, I, I proofread one of my columns like 80 times and, and I still find mistakes. So I really shouldn't be talking about, you know, what, if someone misses a word here or there, but it was one of the things that as I'm reading it, I had to reread it a couple of times to, to see what the hell yeah. it was. I was like, so what was it? But yeah, no, I mean, other than that, other than a missed word, it was. Uh, it, it, was I, I'll, it, it is good, Vince. It, 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 no, it's, it's a good a, story. It, just, you you don't have to love to, the character I, to I, to right. appreciate the, the the book, the the the, the, the artistry behind the make the the presentation. No, listen. Like. When Wagner's an astoundingly good, yeah, but you, storyteller. You, I don't. I mean, I don't have any issues 
that's what I say. Like I'm not fronting on the book. I'm no, not, I just for some you reason don't like just, the character. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's it's really isn't it? You know, I think honestly, with the it's it's more about the era. I think which is okay. why I don't like any of the pulps really. Okay, you want to hear something weird? Like I absolutely adore almost every take on the on the shadow. I love mm-hmm. Kaluta's version, uh, Sienkiewicz, um obviously Wagner's. Um, Kyle Baker did a great job. Like yeah. mm-hmm. the the one version of the shadow that I really can't wrap my head around, mm-hmm. shaken. Which is what kicked off the the, the Sakevich the Baker yeah. series. Because if they didn't do that, if, if Shaken didn't do that mini series, that was it three issues, then yeah. then they wouldn't have done the Shadow. And uh, I don't think Baker should be part of that. But it was, I, I really don't. I don't hate it or dis, dis, immensely dislike it. But if I had to stack up all my favorite shadows, the Shaken would be on the bottom. Interesting. Yeah, I think he makes the, the Lamont a little too pretty. See, I, I can see like that. that. A little too pretty, Lamont. He shouldn't. I mean, the nose. Some get yeah. it. Some get. Some get it. Some don't. It's he's gigantic. Yeah, but he's not. He's not a a Bruce Wayne playboy dashing. I mean, he could. He dresses the part, and he's got the the tailor to prove it. But there's only so much you can do with the face, right? Right. Uh, well, no, it's, oh, I just. I don't know. I gotta stop. I gotta stop talking shadow because mm-hmm. we have other things to cover. Yeah, read the Kaluta stuff. Oh my God, they're so awesome. good. So and, I got a fun and, little game for us. Okay, I love games. Well, we were talking about it a little bit today. We were talking about uh, the 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 D- Dap wrote an awesome column. Thanks, dude. On our website, you did. We all wrote awesome columns this week. Look at us getting our columns out. Uh, this week on uh, the website, Eleven O'clock Comics, we have establishing the details, one hit wonders, the reads. Which we'll get back to in a second. Okay. We have House of Horror, Dell Monster Superheroes Part One, our man Vince Bizzle. There you go. We've got uh, my little throwback to the early Image days, uh, the forgotten '90s creator-owned Image series, the ones that uh, that people don't probably remember or didn't pick up. Uh, we had an interview with Aaron Conley, and uh, Dap did two this week. Uh, he also did. Uh, his little homage to spoiler warnings, which, by the way, is it's, its own discussion because Depp took to task lots of spoiler warning <laughs> things that we do religiously on the show. So <laughs> he hates himself and he hates us. Um, but I want to talk about Depp's column that came out today, which is One Hit Wonders. And I don't want to steal your thunder, but basically you go through a series of books that uh, that you read once and feel that, you know, good or bad, don't ever really have the need to read again. And I would say for the most part, you focus on the latter stuff that you may be more than five and on in the same way that a lot of people other view as like classics. That's true. Probably Starman being the most notable to most people, but you, you get all the love for me for mentioning the, the max retardation of Jeff Loeb <laughs> deciding to make Wolverine an evolved mutant, mutant dog, which doesn't make sense on any level because Wolverine's a Wolverine, not a dog. Wolverines aren't dogs. In the first place, but there's a million other reasons why that was stupid. Um, but it had me wondering, you know, that's a fun thing. Like, what would we say are the worst, the woat, as my son would say, the woat of, of our, like, favorite characters? Like, the worst stories we ever saw of them. Wow. So let's, let's I, well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up because okay. it ties into something I was already going to say anyway. Okay. 
would you go? You want to? You would jump in or you want me to? Want to... Um, no, go ahead. I have to get okay. the issue number. Well, I I think Dap and I both agreed almost instantly about what the the woke Spider-Man story is. Other than the other, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think we definitely. If when I think of a of a, um, I mean, because the other is is was part of that whole collection of yeah, okay, I read it and that that's great and all. But as far as but but this other story that Jason's about to mention is is something I've read more than once, and it it's it is probably. Up there, I on the list of of one of my least favorite Spider-Man stories. We're talking about Spider-Man Rain. Oh, I, enjoyed, in, I enjoyed that. I, yeah, I know you did. You did? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. Did. Okay. Well, we'll have to get Vince's because Vince is the writer of Spider-Man. But David and I would agree that Spider-Man Rain is 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 probably at the top, if not one of the worst Spider-Man stories ever written. Uh, Rain R E I G N uh, by Kari Andrews and. Uh, the only thing you really need to know about the story, if you didn't uh, read it, is that uh, he kills his old girl because he bangs her out and uh, his jizz is radioactive. Yeah. So he gives her cancer. And uh, it's, it's spelled out quite specifically. It's not, <laughs> yeah. that's not, that's not me embellishing. He, he, he kills her by his load, his load kills by injection. Her. DOD, dick of death. Yep. So, you know, it's probably, Probably not something that ever really needed to be to be told. Yeah, <laughs> the game is to be you know told not to be told. I, th- I thought it was pretty inventive. Now I would say most people would say uh, one more day would be the the, the woke. Yeah, right? what are they now? The uh, you would agree with that, though, right? Most people would take issue with that, right? I think yes, especially if they, um, especially if if Mary Jane is a big part. Of their Spider-Man world, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's. I mean, I can't. I didn't. Li- I didn't like it. I, I didn't like. I. I. I thought it was whack. But. I mean, we've talked about that in the past. I know. We, I mean, we, I we have. Um, Spider-Man. I think my for me the, the era. It's not particularly a story, but my most disliked Spider-Man storyline was when he was Tony Stark's lapdog. In Civil War. Oh, leading up to Civil War. Yeah, I I hate that era of Spider-Man. Iron Spider, Iron Spider okay. and the whole completely yeah. unmasking. I, I think I think it was a bad, a lot of bad decisions for Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, how about uh, the X-Men? <laughs> Stop it! Friggin' all of it. Stop right now. I was just gonna say. I think we can name. Shut your whore mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, all both. Shut your whore mouth. I'm sorry. I brought this up. <laughs> There's one answer and one answer only. It's onslaught. What? Oh, horrible! <laughs> I knew that was horrible. Are weird. you kidding me? No, onslaught's oh, no. cool, man. No, I love onslaught. What? Yeah, love him, <laughs> dude. You're you're like you're like Julian. You love to be contrarian. Nah, I don't. I love onslaught. He's, the, the design, overblown design, just the origins of the character too with Franklin Richards. Nah, great. All right, so what's yours then? Least favorite X Men story? Yeah, whoa, the worst. Ah, uh, the worst X Men story. Um, I can't rightly say. I'm uh, because I I I, I don't love the X Men. Mm. Um, and yeah. I I think maybe they lost me a lot 
during the Australian period with, with Gateway and the Reavers and the yeah, and I just I mean I didn't, Perilous, I, I didn't love it. Um, Maybe I, I would also say honestly that the twelve was bad. See, I didn't read all of that. I bailed after the four. Yeah, that was like classic nineties. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, that was uh, that was Cubert and and, uh, and and Fabian. Uh, well, yeah, Fabian oh, and, and Claremont. There, there was a crossover. Okay, but yeah, it oh, was, was that with Adam X or whatever the hell. That was that was the twelve where the for some reason uh, Apocalypse needed to to find the twelve that were like the, they were the, the the like they were the special mutants like the most powerful mutants and um uh, and I don't even remember who the twelve were I know it was uh, Magneto Iceman uh, Cyclops Phoenix um, Professor X uh, who else. But it was a weird list. Oh, here it is. I got it. Magneto, Polaris, Storm, Sunfire, Iceman, Cyclops, Phoenix, Cable, Bishop, Mikhail Rasputin, Professor X, and the Living Monolith. Um, yeah, that was like it was like that was like the post. It was right after all the image dudes left, and they tried to like, and then it floundered. And this was like their attempt at making it all good again, and it was like just the opposite of that. But yeah, to your point, there was uh, it was. It was it was X Men, X Force, X Man, Generation X. Those were the books that it was in. Dap, what was the X Men that I the collection I read that primarily focused on the Beast? Was it? Um, oh, uh, was it De- um, Deadly Genesis? Was Gen- it? Deadly Genesis. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. that shit's horrible. Wait, I love that. <laughs> when we were introduced to the, to, the, that was good. to the missing team. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah, that. All 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 leading up to the. Um, you know, because they... That's they what, that was the team in between again. the, the X-Men, the giant size team, and uh, the original team. Hmm. The team that went in for to Krakoa, and that's why the other team was sent in first. It was the first team that was sent to Krakoa. They were all killed. That's, it introduces to uh, to Vulcan, who's the other Summer's brother. Uh, Darwin, who was uh, who was in the comics for a while. He was part of X-Factor for a long time. No, I think what Vince is talking about after... It, it, it was after M-Day, and, and it was... It, it, yeah. It, it's, it, it's leading up to Hope. And, he, and Hank is trying to find... He's trying to like find that that gene that can kick off. Oh, well, that was again. that was well. You're talking about that was a. Um, it was a the bunch backup of little, story. Like, backup story. Right. Yeah. All. Right. Right. But, they, but when I was, read it, it was in one collection. But that's not Deadly Genesis, though. Is oh, right. okay. Because Deadly, Deadly Genesis, Genesis is, is the Brubaker. Brubaker yes. Okay. With, uh, with Trevor Harrison. And no. Where it's, no. It's there the was retcon. a. I, I want to hear I, I, Genesis something. Genesis sounds familiar, but it, it's because um, Scott Eaton drew it, and it 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 looked really good. But yeah, it was all, and, and it all led to, to them finding Baby Hope. Okay, but see, I'm weird with the X Men. Like, I love the goofy stuff, like Executioner Dangerous song. Species you're talking about? That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, like, yeah, that wasn't so hot. Yeah, um, the the goofy '90s stuff when they were getting really extreme. I kind of like that stuff. I'm a mark for Cable and Nate, mm-hmm. and and anything anything to do with the future storylines. I, I I like, but I just I, I'm. Like you and the Pope, I'm just not a gigantic fan of the X Men. Mm-hmm. I didn't dig Brute Baker's um, when he was getting into the Shire Empire. Mm-hmm. When oh yeah, I, I didn't think that was so hot. I like that, but okay. Um, all right, what about uh, this? Is you guys are gonna have a lot more to say on this than I am uh, the Wolf Batman story? 
Oh, I, I, I can tell you my my least favorite single issue of Batman of all time. Okay. Because I just tried to read it. Oh, Batman 238? Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's near the top of my list. <laughs> Batman six sixty three. Oh, the uh, yes. the text all text Morrison issue of like Batman all the Morrison text stuff with yeah. that disgusting Trevor Von Eden art. It's oh no, my god, dude, why are you always gonna be fighting wow. Trevor Von Eden? It's gotta be disgusting. It's disgust. It's all CGI art. It's all computer oh, art. Like and um, the the text is a semi bold, sans serif mm-hmm. font, and they lay it on top of. Like textured bitmaps, it's mm-hmm. it's unfrickin' readable. Yeah, I'm sorry, not Trevor Van Eden. Uh, John Van Fleet did the art. Okay. Yeah, okay. I was going to say Trevor right. doesn't sound like Trevor. Van no, 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 no. Um, and it's all um, bad CGI. Like I expected the Re- residents to come out at one point. It looks like freak. hilarious. It looks like freak show. It's it makes digital justice look like a masterpiece, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just. Page after page of um, tightly leaded type, over and over and over, and it, I, you can't even read the story because you it it, it just it's so difficult to read to begin with because mm-hmm. there's so much going on. This it's not that an, an intriguing of a story. It, the single ugliest issue of Batman to date, Batman six sixty three. Okay, it, it's it's a it's a a massive speed bump in this um, Batman and Son collection. I, I I heard praise for this thing, like, oh, Morrison tried something really different. An all text issue of Batman. It's horrible. Mm. It 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 is the the pimple on the ass of the run. It's. I'm looking at it right now. It's painful to look at this thing. What would you got? What would you say that? Um, I'm gonna try to stick. To the ongoing Batman title, and not um, some of the yeah, obvious, like Odyssey or oh, okay. um, Dark Knight Strikes Again. The so just just for the record, because I, I, I actually was curious because I don't know Batman as well as you guys, so I I actually googled this one to see what uh, there were some articles, and pretty much every article that covered this over the last ten years said uh, Dark Knight Strikes Again. Well, yeah, they, it's they don't know nothing. And I, I think it's well. We don't have to revisit that. I, I'm with yeah. Cap. I don't think it's a good series. But uh, and Odyssey was always number two or three. <laughs> um, I mean, Odyssey would be my pick because again, I, I, don't, I haven't read. I've only read, as you know, just just periodic uh, chapters of the Batman ongoing over the years. So most of the Batman I've run has been reprints of the classic, the, you know, the the best, the best of stuff. Uh, but I did read Odyssey when it came out because we were doing the show. That was pretty bad, and Dark Knight Strikes again. Of course, I've on record saying I'm, I'm in the not not good camp. And then my third would be uh, All Star Batman and Robin. That is, yeah, that's 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 a good call. Um, if I'm going to stick with my self imposed rule, I'm going to say when uh, when they when they tried to bring back Jason Todd, not as it, it's post mm-hmm. post crisis. Um, and and he was the Jason Todd. He be, he was introduced as the Jason Todd that everybody called in to have murdered. It, it's there was no if it was the original, it wouldn't be nearly um, a landslide. But it was um, yeah when they when when uh, to to see someone trying to steal 
the hubcaps off of the bat. It's just I'm I I'm I like I don't I no I, I I'm done. And then it just he just became a really shitty sidekick from that point on. And I just I nah. So yeah, I think when they that that's. But other than that, I mean the the, the other the other books. I mean even the one that I I had in the article the the Batman cacophony was yeah. shit. I think so. Cataclysm went on too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was when I mean because you had Cataclysm and then you had, but it, it just it was it never ended because even after Cataclysm ended, it just rolled right into what, was it No Man's Land or it was just but it just it it was such. A depressing fucking time. Yeah, and it was it was a long, long time. Yeah, it really was. Right. Yeah, and the whole thing Mm -hmm. with Stephanie, and it was just I don't know, and yeah, yeah, it was wasn't wasn't a fun time. Mm. Sorry, Buckingham art was awesome. Oh sure, sure. Yeah, Superman. Oh man, New Fifty Two, um, yeah, that's mine. The walkabout, the one the year they went to walk. <laughs> oh, rounded, done, 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 done. That's yeah. it, right? Rounded. Yeah, I, I would say rounded was pretty bad. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would say the blue and the the red split, right? I mean, at least I that was know. fun, though. I honestly yeah. never read an issue of it, so I don't. I don't no, know it's about fun. It. It, it was fun. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing from the post um, Flashpoint. There's, Smallville? There's, no, there's nothing bad no, to me about the post. I mean the TV show. The pre-Flashpoint, nothing about it is bad. Post- What's, uh, what about at Earth's End? What's the word on that? At Earth's End? Yeah, it was a graphic novel. That's not the burn one. No, that's Earth Stealers, right? That- yeah, this this was a uh, – I don't know. This, I saw this a couple of lists. It said uh, it was a graphic novel. Superman at Earth's End uh, says, finally, someone figured out what everyone hates about other Superman stories, all those superpowers he keeps using instead of giant guns. In the distant future, Superman's presence forced the nations of the world into an accelerating arms race, which will do a nuclear holocaust. It's now unfiltered sunlight, somewhat scarce, and though Superman's powers keep him alive and healthy, he barely has enough juice to jump uh, to jump from one end through the chest before he has to start leaning on futuristic firearms. All he needs is to stop the twin clones of Adolf Hitler, their disciples in a whole colony of mutant Batman. Who wrote this? I don't know. It actually sounds kind of dope. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, wait, I'm going to need to read this. I, Hold on. I popped into Google, we're Superman stories, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. So the sixth, sixth item down on Google. Everybody else is a headline, 15 worst, 10 moments from, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The only one that's actually listed as a story is the Wikipedia page for Superman Grounded. So this, it's by Tom Beach. Yeah, and this, no, I, as soon as you said at Earth's End, I'm thinking, was that the Commandy joint? It, it comes out of the command. There was a Commandy at Earth's End miniseries where Superman played a part. And this, I guess this Superman at Earth's End is the culmination of whatever came out of. Okay. I've never read it. Apparently, there's a guy that writes a blog or used to write a blog called "The Worst Comics Ever Written." I just found it just now, and he wrote a very lengthy review of Red Earth. Then, so <laughs> might be one worth talking. Might be checking out. I don't know. Curious. You know who Tom Veach is, right? Uh, I I mean, it's Rick. I don't brother. know him personally. Yes, Rick? I assumed. Yeah, yeah. I assumed. All right, Vince. Here's one near and dear to your heart. Worst FF story of all time. Alice. The DeFalco stuff. 
it's got to be Sue with the miscarriage, right? No. No. Well, really? No, I didn't find anything wrong with that. No, that was... That, that happens. That, was, that happens. Yeah, right, it was right. depressing as fuck, but it's not the worst. It's by no or how about that, uh, that that Marvel Knights one? Uh, was it four? F- uh, yeah, one, Marvel two, three, four. Okay, four. No, yeah, no, no. That, that was that was the Morris, Morris J. Lee miniseries. Four, three, two, one. But this was... I'm the, talking about the Roberto Aguirre Sacasa one. Right. With the McNiven art that made yeah, it... Yeah, I didn't... They, like, I they didn't were rich. That. They were rich and they lost all their money and then yeah. they had like regular jobs. Yeah, I didn't love that. Uh, what about with uh, anything with she thing? No, dude. That, that's really? fun. Yeah, that's fun. Nah, all right, dude. all right. That's you. Like fuck with Sharon, dude. Damn, she got son. scratched. And then the thing was all extra. He was extra rocky then. Oh god, yeah. No, that's all right. He's you like guys are rocky. The Miller run isn't all that great. Mark Miller's run. Oh no, for sure. Yeah, but I wasn't going to go for the low hanging fruit. That's low ha- low hanging fruit, right? For once. Yeah. 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 Was it going to take the easy out? All right. Well, that's all I got. I don't have any other worst ups that I want to talk about. But if you all have any, I... Avengers, boo. Ooh. Yeah. See. Ooh. I mean, there's, there's. I gotta be. I mean, there's been, there's been some bad runs of the Avengers. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, most notably, the one at the and tail end of the '90s with the leather, uh, jackets. The leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have, I have love for it because. Because I love all Avengers, but yeah, I can't front on. I mean, that was. I read a couple issues of the Jeff Johns stuff. That wasn't too bad. Oof. Really? I didn't finish it, so I mean, I just it, it started off. I I thought, but okay. I, I think yeah, the Johns run was not, not memorable. Okay. I thought the Heroes Reborn was not memorable, like the the image did. The image guys. Oh, came back. okay. I did like not Heroes Return stuff. though. With, with Heroes with Return, what, yeah. Well, I always get them confused. Yeah, yeah. Whatever that's called. I mean. Um, what was the Avengers X Men crossover? Which one? one. Oh, AVX? No, 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 not modern day. I'm talking. Um, it was about ten, fifteen, no more. It was the Mark Silvestri. Yes, yes, yes. That was was gorgeous. I love that book. Okay, I don't remember the story being all that great though. No, but it was it was all about Magneto because he was headmaster at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but that was the other. Awesome miniseries. There were two others. Crossing. The, there was, uh, right? There was Fantastic Four. The, yeah, crossing. They actually put an omnibus out on that, which baffles me. No, I'm Did sorry. Re- the name of it was Blood Ties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. X-Men 368, 369, X-Men 26, Avengers West Coast 101, Uncanny X-Men 307, and Black Knight Exodus. Not I would say my least favorite run was like that whole, like the whole Doctor Druid, and then the like that whole thing was pretty bad. Dude. <laughs> I, was waiting, I was waiting for someone the to yoga say that. Druid, <laughs> Namor. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was some tough stuff. When I see you're gonna call, see this is what you're gonna you're gonna call me out like I call you it on the shadow. Whenever the Black Knight shows up, I'm out. You don't like Dan Whitman? I do, but not in the Avengers. I don't. I don't think he is uh, a formidable enough superhero to be in the Avengers. He's well, my dude. There have been yeah, a lot if, less formidable than the Avengers. Doctor Druid and, and Two Gun Kid was an Avenger, dude. <laughs> Rick fucking Jones, man. Hey, come on. No, I mean Black Knight. I mean, the Two Gun Kid had no powers. He was just good with a six shooter. <laughs> Back in the day, but that's legacy. He 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 works Free really. Man. Oh, come on. 
Well, that's a whole nother thing. Worst, I mean, which we don't have to do tonight, but, but like, uh, no, I'm saying like the, worst like characters? worst, the, yeah, worst characters as part of like, with that, you know, of teams. <laughs> Dr. Druid. Poor Dr. Druid. <laughs> Dr. Druid Everyone yeah, shits on Dr. Druid. Maybe if he had hair, people wouldn't care. I don't uh, even think Dr. Druid is, is the worst uh, Avenger ever. No, he probably isn't. I think it'd be like Squirrel Girl. I don't have much history with Squirrel, Squirrel Girl. I, I can't either. can't tell. I, mean, I, I consider her more of a mascot than an actual member. But I oh no, she's a member. She's a member. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, actually, you I know mean, what? One of my, and and it's for it's not because of the character, but just my feelings as to who should be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. High on my list would probably be like Wolverine. Then oh, Spider-Man. I just, Fuck I can't. I, no, dude, Wolverine does not belong in the Avengers. Never did, never, never, never did, you. never will. Thank you. Slurp the big dick, almost. No. <laughs> I think for me, that was the beginning of the end uh, for Avengers when Wolverine joined. Because it, it. it taints. This is Avengers with dope. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Crazy, dude. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. All right. Let's play Avenger, not an Avenger. Well, wait. No, no, no. Back it up just a little bit. You walk into a room, and yeah. you have Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Um, well, Hawkeye ruins it. Hawkeye kind of pushes it a little bit. No, you know, I'll even, I'll even go um, Tigra. Giant Man, you know. The wasp. You walk. You walk in, and there's all these legendary heroes, and you're friggin' Wolverine. I know. Well, like, dude, Wolverine is way more legendary than half. It's just like, no, you. dude. Food's in the back. Go put the food on the table back right there. <laughs> dude, are you kidding me, dude? Wolverine took out Galactus, son. Only because he was written Don't to be, be fucking Wolverine. No, only because Wolverine was written to be the shit. Yeah. Because he was like Superman. We no, Superman is first. the shit. Wolverine. They, Stop. Oh, come on. You're playing yourself. I'm There's not playing certain, myself. Certain Superman versus. If you put Superman, doesn't he, Wolverine doesn't even compare one percent to Superman. He's a joke. In, in that Wolverine is like super interesting, and, and Superman. Is oh like my god! <laughs> you right about that. Oh good lord! <laughs> all right, all right. Avenger, not an Avenger. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, ready? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Vince. I'm gonna give. I'll go back and forth. Vince, Starbrand, Avenger, not an Avenger. Um, I would say Avenger. You'd be correct. The Hickman run. Yep. Oh, are you saying who belongs in the Avengers or who no, has no, who been? Has been who, have they been? Oh, Avengers? I know. Yeah, he's been an Avenger. Sure. Yes. All right. Okay. Okay. Dap. Uh, Sabretooth, Avenger, not an Avenger. <laughs> let Wolverine in. Might as well let Sabretooth in. <laughs> you know, I'm the fucking. I'm gonna say yeah. Avenger. Uh, yep. Yep. See, does this not ago. does this not taint the legacy of the Avengers for does you not, knowing not, that not one bit? Not at all. Well, it not, should. Not one it should. Not one single bit. You hate it. Sh- it should. All right, Vince. They don't have a charter. They got a freaking footnote. Yeah. Vince, you ready? What? Ready? Are you ready? I am very ready. Sure. Cersei, the Eternal. Yes, Avenger. Correct. 
Okay, Dap. Hope Summers. Uh, I... What the, oh, man, probably in that Remender run, but I... I'm going to say yes. Not an Avenger. Mm. At this point, though, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, but wouldn't... If you're a betting man, odds are that most characters have been Avengers at this point. Right. No, that's ridiculous. What? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Dude, like a hundred Avengers. Okay. And, and Wolverine and Sabretooth are among them. Right. Sure, but I'm... Okay, a, a Venom Avenger. And that was Rogue. Well, Rogue's an Avenger. Are you asking right, me if saying. Venom has been an Avenger? Wow, that would have to been had to have been fairly recent. But knowing how they're trying to pump up Venom, as you know, it's not that recent actually. Really, drawn by our good friend Gabriel Hardman and Mateo Scalera in Secret Avengers. I didn't read that. Oh, it was so good. That was a lot of fun. It was like an Avengers special ops group. It was fun. So yes, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, indeed. Um, all right, Dap. Um, let's see here. Blade. Avenger or not an Avenger? Um, I might as well just say yes to everybody. <laughs> yep. Yes, he's been an Avenger. Yeah, why not? Right? <laughs> oh, shit. I think, uh, who, who hasn't? Aunt May. I don't know. She lived in the tower, so we'll make her an Avenger. Hasn't. She's a, yeah, Avenger satellite. She's, you, could, name a, you could rattle off a ton of, of Marvel heroes without even thinking about it that weren't Avengers. Danny Cage. Rom. Well, Danny Cage has been an Avenger. <laughs> Rom has not been. Wait, wait, when does, when, when has Luke Cage's little girl been an Avenger? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of, uh, Danny Rand. I'm oh, thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Rom has not been an Avenger. So by pro- Man Thing has been an Avenger then? Yes. No. Well, don't they use him for the portal? They what? nah, dude. That's the Thunderbirds, Thunderbolts. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That's when Luke Cage was in charge of the Thunderbolts. All right. That see, that's where I'm screwing up. Yes. Yes. All right. We can move on, but uh, there have been a lot of Avengers. There have been many. Who Probably have. the most surprising, I think, would be. Uh, now, if you want to tell me it's ridiculous to have, like, Deadpool as an Avenger, I'm with you. Or Sabretooth. That's crazy. Uh, I'm with you. Because there's a big difference between Deadpool wow, and Sabretooth and, and Wolverine. <laughs> but it, honestly, boy, is that any different than, like, when Rage was an Avenger? I mean, Wolverine's a far more apt person to be a member of the Avengers than Rage. If you're going by experiment, uh, yeah, experience and teamwork and just knowing how to operate with a team, yeah, Wolverine, okay. But just the basic premise of Wolverine, he's a killer. You don't belong in the Avengers if you kill. The, the Avengers should be the elite. Okay, well, on that front then, Vince, Punisher, Avenger or not an Avenger? Uh, well, the, I, the way you phrase the question makes me think that, yeah, he has been an Avenger. Never been an Avenger. Okay, but... See, he shouldn't be an Avenger. Right. Lone wolf, just like Wolverine, lone dog. He should just... All right, last, last question, and then we can move on to more comics. All right. Uh, obviously, Captain America appeared in Avengers number four, which is why it's the most viable issue. Mm-hmm. 
who were the next people to appear as Avengers after the original the original group plus Captain America. There's three of them, all in the same issue. Who were the next round of Avengers? Wait, wait, wait. See after that? Thor, Iron Man, Hank Pym, <clears throat> Janet, the Hulk, and then Captain right. America, right. who were the next three people to join the Avengers? Uh, Hawkeye? Correct. Quicksilver? Mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch? Boom! Look at you. Ding, 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 ding. Dap killing it right there. Uh, I, had to, I had to regroup. The, um... You made me think all this Vince, when you brought Black Knight up, just because Black Knight was an early Avenger. I mean, he was an Avenger back in like the like seven issues in the seventies. I want to say he joined. So what's that? Like five years in? Yes. Like these were the first ten or twelve Avengers. Because let's see, Hercules came, Black Panther, uh, Vision. And I think Black Knight was even before, yeah, Black Knight was before Black Widow and Beast and stuff, so yeah, he was like 12th. not saying that discredits your point that you don't like him as an Avenger, I'm just saying like, he is one of the OGs. I just think that one of the um, required, the thing that should open the door to Avengers membership, you should, Mm -hmm. people should, the, the general public should be in awe of you. Like Captain America. He walks into a room, stun silence. Captain America is in the room. We are in the room with greatness. Wolverine doesn't do that to me. See, I I don't agree. Like, I I don't understand how you could say that about Wolverine, but then not say that about Hawkeye. Like, he's a human with a bow and arrow. But he is the the equivalent of Green Arrow. Who's who's also just a regular dude. Exactly. But there's there's a certain level of respect that you give to Hawkeye because the Hawkeye that I know didn't put arrows through people's foreheads. Wait, that's not the the argument you just made is all in a room. I would think anybody in the world of a Wolverine would would be absolutely in awe of him because they know he's pretty much one of the deadliest things ever to live on the planet. That's more more fear. than You may not respect him. Right, right. That's not... That's okay. what I think. I just think that the Avengers role call should command respect. Thor mm-hmm. is a god. Like, I would put the Hulk. I would rather see the Hulk in the Avengers than Wolverine. He was one of the originals. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, power. Just. But, again, now you're contradicting yourself because now you're saying it's about power. Hawkeye's a human with a bow and arrow. But he's good Janet's at. Like... A, Janet's a, a, a debutante who could shrink the shrink. Okay. In that, in that vein, Black Widow. Definitely be, belongs in the Avengers because she, although she's not known by the public at large, like she, other than her beauty, if Black Widow entered a room, yeah, the guys would notice, but it wouldn't be like, oh my God, this world famous hero who is sure. just because that's her thing, subterfuge. So yeah, she's really good at what she does. Yeah, she, she, oh, I just screwed myself, didn't Wolverine I? is the best at what I does, just so. screwed myself. I'm so fucking <laughs> stupid. <sighs> to me, one, the, here's my woe. You let me hole. dig that damn hole, didn't you? you, did. you, you the yeah. woe Avengers of all time are as follows, okay? My top, my, my low, my least five Avengers. In terms of just like, they really have no purpose and it's ridiculous that they, just because they aren't very, uh, Mantis. I mean, really? Like, I mean, didn't make any sense. Uh, Hell, Hellcat. Like, no, no purpose whatsoever. Uh, Dr. Druid. 
uh, Living Lightning, who, I mean, could you even remember that he was uh, an Avenger? No. And I'll round out mine with um, Darkhawk. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Was Sleepwalker an Avenger? No. My God. Quay- um, Quasar was, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course <clears throat> No, I, I'm definitely with... Um, with Vince as far as uh, Wolverine. I have no problem. You're playing that moral ground, though. Sure. Right. That's right. It's like yes, if, if, if and, the and Justice League brought in... I don't want to... Like, again, everyone's... Your, your opinions are your opinions, but, like, Black Widow's a fucking killer? No, but that's not... Okay. Retcon. It's it's not it's not specifically the... the first of all, she's a spy. Right. Wolverine was just, you know, it, it's like, all right, I'm just going onto the sewers of the Hellfire Club and killing all these motherfuckers. There, there are just... There are certain things that... You don't. It's when when I think of the Avengers, it's these are, you know, you, you think of you think of the main, you think of the Trinity, and then kind of, kind of their friends. It's it's thanks to Claremont and Lee, we we know that Wolverine and, and Captain America knew each other back in the war. But it's it, there are just certain characters that that kind of it's. Well, why is it okay at- for Wolverine to be a seminal X-Man but not an Avenger? The X-Men don't kill. They're not supposed to kill. No, they're not supposed to kill. But Wolverine was brought in for – whether you want to say it was on loan from the Canadian government. But you know, you, you have the story with Xavier willing to help Wolverine – kind of find his I mean, path. That's one of the reasons I always was an, appealed to the character appealed to me is that he wasn't your cookie cutter. Like he was the he was a conflicted individual, right? Like right, and, he was and always trying to 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 keep his animalistic side at bay and try and be a good man, but it was hard. It's if you're filling out, you know, a, a, a job application, and and there's certain requirements you have, and it just Wolverine never struck me, no matter how much Bendis wanted to write him and and put him on his team. Wolverine has never struck me. As Avengers material, same thing with Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I was going to say, see, it's funny. And it, Spider-Man and, bothered me more. And again, this isn't that I like Wolverine better than Spider-Man. No, absolutely. It's that Spider-Man to me is a the seminal single character. Yeah, in Marvel. Yes. yeah. I don't. I agree with you. I don't think Spider-Man belongs in the Avengers. He should team. not have been there. No. no. Whereas I think Doctor Strange made all the sense in the world. Jordan. Sure. And it just yeah no I can see, and and because and and it it I mean he was a defender. We we know that he you know he 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 does well with teams. But, you know, they don't have, no, well, that's no Dr. Drew. They didn't have, you know, so, someone to guard against the, the mystical forces. But, um, what does, a, after a while, I just think it became, okay, who do, who does Bendis feel like writing right. on the team? And that's exactly. why we get in Luke Cage and, and, and Danny Rand. You it's have like, to, you don't need everybody. Yes. You have to embrace the fact that Spider-Man was brought into the Avengers to get all the people that read Spider-Man to read Avengers. And it's the same thing with Wolverine. Bendis put Wolverine in, in the Avengers because X-Men books were selling for a long time. I don't know if they, you know, were all that hot at the time that Bendis started the Avengers. But so you bring a whole nother group of people that follow their favorite characters into the Avengers. What does Spider-Man add to the Avengers? Um, well, and I'm with you on, on a lot of what you're saying. But I mean, to be fair, like these are the group teams, right? So part of it is always there's always these cycles, right, of you get the core team, the nostalgic team. Then you get the time where they totally like flip the script and put almost all new people, new, new characters in the team. Yeah. Then people get tired of that and then they bring other, like, I mean, I don't, 
I don't profess to know, like I pretty much could name most of the Avengers, I think, or the X-Men, but I don't think I could do the same for like Justice League. But I would imagine if I looked at the list, I mean, there's been a lot of fucking members of the Justice League too, no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. So but, I mean, it goes in cycles. You right? know, if you're putting the team together and you want to formulate a group that if you're, yeah, could if you're handle many. seminal Avengers team is, I mean, Wolverine and Spidey certainly don't be nowhere near the list. That's, that's for sure. But right. I, you know, certainly if you have, fighters and scrappers and tacticians uh, and you come up against a magic-based character, you're screwed without a Wanda or a Stephen Strange. You're, you're done. But what really does Spider-Man add to the Avengers? You you can't tell me that Spider-Man is a better tactician than Captain America. He's not stronger than Thor. He, you mm-hmm. know, he, he's basically, he, he can do what, what Hawkeye does with his webs. So, I mean, there's really nothing added by throwing Spider-Man into the Avengers, except the the recognition factor. Right? Yeah. Now, to be fair, Spider-Man was a member of the team long before the uh, the Bendis. I mean, Bendis brought him back, but he joined back in that Stingray, Cersei, Quasar era. Yeah, it makes more sense to me to put Spider-Man in the Fantastic Four than it does the Avengers. Interesting. I always had a problem with that too. No. Especially if, if especially if Reed wasn't there, right? So I, yeah, I, I guess my thing on that is is the one thing maybe I will give you guys in the Brenda stuff is that I I've never had a problem with any team book having periodic appearances of characters new or 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 ancillary like that. Like like you want to put Spider Man in the book for six to eight week, eight month arc, cool. But yeah. then like he should be like, all right, y'all, I got to go do my own thing now. Yeah, you know, like I I don't think he should have been a core member for what seven eight years. Like he was. Putting him in Avengers Tower, oh, bad decision. Right. right. Yeah. Anyway, enough of all that. Just a little side. What else we've been reading? <laughs> he said at the two hour mark. <laughs> I thought uh, we were going long tonight. We are going long, not as long as last week, but let's go long. Right. Um, let's see. What am I looking at here? On my notes. Oh, I got a Valiant book, two Valiant books. Yeah, you guys I was keep... thinking about uh, Valiant in my uh, in your travels. What you got? Did you read? Are you caught up on Ninjak? No, I am not, because I am trying to catch up on Generation Zero, Harbinger Renegade, Bloodshot USA, and I'm not sure about Savage. But I um I got the box the other day, and I realized I'm a couple of issues behind on a couple of things. Uh, and I want to try to get those out of the way before I tackle Ninja. Okay. I won't spoil it. I'll just set it up for you. Ninja 22. Uh, obviously written by Matt Kent, illustrated by, uh, Cafu. And, um, right. let's see who does the colors on this. Remember, he did that Vixen book. Ulysses Areola, um, that wonderful named, uh, colorist. It's a prelude. And it's, they cheat a little bit, but it's a basically enough set issue. Leading into the Seven Blades of Master Dark. And, hold up, hold up. I'm looking, because I'm, I'm flipping through the covers right now. Vince just said leading up to. Yeah, don't spoil Seven it. Seven Blades of Master Dark. Yeah. I'm looking at the cover. It's an inject number 23. Mm-hmm. And the motherfucking credits. Stop. That's where I was going. I figured that's where you were going. That's where I was going with this. Um, so Ninja... I don't... <laughs> Ninja 22. Um, 
Neville Alcott sends Colin a message. He's like, dude, we know where Roku is. We think she's in Las Vegas. See, if you haven't been reading the book, Roku was uh, Angelina Alcott with whom um, Colin had a relationship. She was apparently killed, but she wasn't. Um, the uh, the undead monk got his hands on her, transformed her into Roku with the hair that cuts, and she, yep. you know, um, and so Colin has this massive guilt because he feels like he's responsible for what happened to her. Uh, Neville says, "Your girl it through a computer terminal. This is all text, like flashing on a computer terminal. So it's enough said issue, but they cheat. There is a little bit of dialogue at the end, and there's this this." faux texting crap in the beginning but um neville's like don't do anything until i confirm it just stay where you are don't go to vegas i'm telling you please buddy just don't do it next page ninjacks in las vegas right makes his way through foes great and small he gets stabbed uh arrows in him um rushing up this edifice Who's there but Roku? I mean, he's battered and bleeding. He's cut. He can barely even stand. He goes to talk to uh, Roku, and she kicks him off the building, stories into the building, and somebody emerges from a cauldron at the end. Won't say any more. But the um, Seven Blades of Master Dark proper, as David was, was teasing, written by Matt Kent, art by Mark Lamming. Mark Lamming it is drawing. Looks good. It looks amazing. It mm-hmm. looks fantastic. And um, if you're a longtime Ninjak reader, all of the Blade characters that he rounded up early in the run are, yeah. are back. Damn. And you get to uh, you get a little bit of insight into who the seventh Blade was or is, and it's kind of cool. And it's beautifully drawn by uh, Mark Lamming and Ulysses Ariola on color. I wanted to. That sounds dope. Yeah, it's fantastic. You didn't. You should really get caught up on Ninjak. To get caught up, I have to start. But I hear you. <sighs> well, there's right. only twenty three issues. How about the Nerdist on the front of this? The greatest soup. The greatest comic book character ever. Ninjak. I love Ninjak. Like you know, Colin King. He's he's my boy, but. The greatest comic book character ever? Yeah. They call me Mr. Hyperbole. They do. Yeah, the nerd just makes me feel some kind of way. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, it, it, I'll admit, a lot of it is, is envy. <laughs> for the fact that the guy yeah. does what we do and he, he's a millionaire for it. So. Yeah, but he's on TV a lot also. Well, all because of the I mean, he started the podcast and it went from there. Yeah. Now, to be fair, he, had a, he was already a TV personality, but that'll happen, but still. I Still, though. If you would get caught up on Ninjak, I would love you for it, and I think you would you would love me for making oh, it. Oh, I, 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 I mean, you should know I've come around on the... Uh, on the... Uh, the Valiant. But, I mean, that, that's another two years' worth of comics I would have to figure out how to get done. Well, it, it wouldn't take you that long. No, I'm not saying it would take that long. It's all good. Yeah. Good in the hood. So, Vince, I alluded earlier about uh, 
a book that I read that uh, had uh, had certain certain things about it that uh, worked for me and didn't work for me. Um, Do tell. Well, I I I talked about the last volume of this, which was Deadpool uh, Mercs, Mercs for the Money, where. He, uh, you know, he gets uh, a crew together to work with him, and it's, uh, it's, um, um, I mean, the crew from the prior series was Solo, Solo, Slapstick, uh, Fool Killer, uh, Massacre, uh, Terror, um, and, uh, Stingray. And this arc, which is the part of the, the Marvel Now, um, so it's like volume one again, which is weird. I think volume one was followed by volume one, but whatever. Um, is it's Deadpool Mercs for the Money one through five, uh, written by uh, Cullen Bunn, uh, art by Ivan Coelho, C O E L L O, uh, colors by Guru FX. Um, so we pick up where we left off, which is that uh, DP is is running his crew, but he's he's having issues. And he's at a bar confiding in, uh, confiding his woes to one of his besties, who is none other than my girl Domino. Good. Yes. So he's telling her that he's frustrated because he's making all this money, but that he feels like his crew is, he's losing his hold on his crew. They're starting not to respect him. They're starting to, uh, not follow his lead and he's worried. And she's like, wait, you have a crew that actually listens to you? Like, she can't even believe her, right? But, uh, you know, he, he sort of speaks his piece and then he moves on because he has a mission. And the arc is essentially, they've been asked by a, uh, uh, a yet another shady, you know, shady company, you know, ambiguous, ambiguous evil corporation to, um, as they put it, they've convinced Deadpool he needs to go out and capture a bunch of uh, superpowered people uh, for the good of, of humanity. But it just so happens that everyone he has, and he and his team have to capture are... Um, radioactive powered people. So in the first issue, in, in an homage to the movie, they go after Negasonic Teenage Warhead and they capture her. Uh, then in the second issue, they go after uh, who's tucked away in the uh, jungles of Vietnam, Radioactive Man. Then they go after or they think they're going after Nuclo. But our man DP got the wrong intel, and they don't go to where Nuclo is; they go to where Nuke is, and so they take out Nuke. Although obviously Nuke is not—that <laughs> was a case of mistaken identity. Uh, then they go after um, Cobalt Man, and you know throughout this whole thing, all of his crew are like feeling feeling ridiculous and they're like man i don't know i i don't feel right about this we're almost dying i think like this is shady i think he's he's like i don't think we're really i don't think i don't think we're collecting all these radioactive people for the good of society this feels wrong to us and dp comes across uh mr aaron stack aka machine man yes who is who is working for the said uh evil company which is called umbral and Stack pulls Deadpool aside and says, my dude, I'm working undercover. Uh, you know, this is, there's some shady shit going on. You gotta let either the X-Men or the Avengers know. So, of course, it turns out the, 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 the corporation is actually being run 
by the character Vince I was talking to you about before uh, we, we brought Dap in, which uh, is a woman named Caroline LeFay, who in the the notes on the page they say is the illegitimate daughter of Victor Von Doom and Morgan LeFay. And I must admit, I don't know if this is the first time we've seen this character. But if not, I find it interesting that Victor Von Doom has has a is a baby daddy. Find that interesting. <laughs> um, but either way, she is trying to use all of this radiation that she's acquired from these people to uh, revive and bring uh, to bring back from the dead uh, a nearly omnipotent um, character called the Presence to help uh, dominate the world. And uh, she also has some henchmen. She's got uh, Titania, our old friend, uh, the big the big bosoms. She's got Scorpia, the female scorpion. Um, and I'm trying to think of I'm forgetting. There was one other, one other villainess that, uh, is part of the crew, but you know, they, they do all the battling and what have you. But, but unfortunately all this stuff's going so tits up that, uh, all of his crew finally say, you know what? Fuck it. Like we can't follow this dude anymore. Like he's, it's the money's just not worth it. So Deadpool goes in to the, the corporation to try and rescue all of these people that he mistakenly captured for the wrong reasons all by himself. And uh, he's not having a very good time of it. And who shows up to save the day? The new Mercs. Led by Domino. Uh-huh. So the new team is Domino, Massacre, Machine Man, Gorilla Man. Yeah. Um, Hit Monkey. Well, Hit Monkey joins right at the very end of this arc. Like, literally the last page he comes in. And jumps in, so he's not really part of this mission, but yeah, he's, he's going to be. And then this, that starts this, this next arc, which I believe is almost finished up, so the trades become that soon, uh, which is, uh, the Merc's team led, uh, by My Girl Domino, which of course I will be enjoying, uh, ever in all of its glory. But, uh, but this is a fun book. I would dare say I've enjoyed this book lately more than, um, I've enjoyed the main Deadpool book. So, um, if, if you're into, Wacky teams and craziness. Uh, I, I definitely think this is uh, worth a read. It's a quick read. Colin does a nice job, um, and uh, yeah, I dig it. I dig it a lot. It it looks very good, and it you know you put Gorilla Man in a book, I'm I'm much more likely to read it. Well, and, and Domino, of course, <laughs> and and Gorilla Man, yeah, and X fifty one too. Why you gotta hate? Is he still a dick? Yeah, he's a dick. He likes to be called Aaron now. Okay. Deadpool's like, can you make up your mind? Last time I saw you, you told me you wanted to be called Machine Man. But yeah. Cool. Sounds like fun. It is fun, dude. Nothing's better than playing with the B and the C list characters. It's true. And there's just something hilarious about going to find Nuclo and instead of finding Nuke. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> You'd nuke and uh, Deadpool are like face to face. Deadpool's got a gun at Nuke's forehead, and like you know, nuke, Nuke's like talking to shit, and he's like choking out Deadpool. And Deadpool's like, "I'm just trying to figure out which of the fifty states to shoot first. Like, you know, Nuke's guy. And he fucking shoots him. He's like, "So long, Indiana." <laughs> that's that's cute. Yeah, good color. Yes. You know um, what we haven't talked about in quite a while? It is. Walking Dead. 
Oh, the Tiki Show. Mm-hmm. 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 I caught think up? I yeah, uh, is everyone caught up? I think so. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I think so. This uh, these three episodes I thought have been fantastic. I yeah I um I mean especially the last episode with the they might be giants inclusion but the uh, I thought yeah I thought the Eugene episode was really solid finally doing, that. doing something with Eugene yeah. Um, and yeah but even the episodes leading up to that but I, I are they no because that was. Uh, the idiot Rosita. She she was shown in the preview for next week. I, I was hoping that um, she is an idiot. She is. Um, damn it! Why can't I think of her name? Uh, the the lesbian, the one who uh, was dating the, the nurse, the doctor. When she was on that, when when she went to the um, Dial of Lesbos, and and they all told her, right? I'm 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 afraid because because Rick did did say to her a couple weeks ago, you can tell us where not to look for guns. And um, I just, but I, so, so two weeks ago, Rick, all right, now this is where there seems to be some confusion and, and I have a theory as far as who this group, oh, but a lot of people want to know, like, why, why do they talk like this? Why, you know, it's like other, other groups, the saviors, the kingdom, Everybody's still kind of normal, however many months it's been since this all yeah. happened. But this group seems to be a bit backwards and, right. and regressing. And well, do you think they're the precursors to the whispers? I don't, because they're nowhere near as badass as the whisperers are in the comic. No, you're right. I mean, but they're quiet. I was just wondering if you're thinking they were like the precursors, but I, I think I, I, I really believe. That, uh, it's, it's a special needs group that wandered from home. Hilarious. No, and I'm not trying to be funny. It's just, it's, it's, if they, if it's. My dude, they're all different ages. Yeah, but they're not, it, it, it's okay, but there are, you, you've never seen an institution where they're some Come on, older. Son. That's just, that's, 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 that's my theory. You're trying to say a short bus crash and this is what was left. I'm saying that no, that, not a that bus, nobody like a, that, that that nobody is is that that all the all the help have either left or were eaten or turned, and these people got out of the house, which is why you know they're 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 living in a garbage dump. They're living in you know they had they had Winslow dressed up as as you know as, as all decked out as as their test with 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 all the swords and shit. I mean, I thought that was ingenious. I having a goddamn Walker all. You can't hug this. You can't go near homeboy because you'll die. And, and Rick is fighting him off and everything. I, I that's just they keep teasing the hands. By the way, they do. They really, really do. They. I mean, how many times <laughs> they gotta fuck with the hand before and, it actually and, goes? And and Dipshit even said, "Hold on to that hatchet. You know, you're gonna need yeah. that hatchet." So I was like, "Yeah, okay." But that's but that's my theory on that group. But yes, as far as you know, the the, the few episodes that we've seen over the past couple of weeks, it's um, I I. I'm digging it. Yeah. They're giving you uh, movement in terms of the overall story, but they're also putting in little tiny vignettes that are fun to see, like when Michonne and Rick had the tether on the road, yeah. and they just, yeah. they just mowed down all this. Like, that was fun. That was real cool. Dude. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah. And um, what was the week before? Oh, the week after that was the, uh, the pit fight. 
with yes. uh, Winslow. Yeah. Um, yep. I was previously not all that enamored of Eugene. He scares me now. Yes. Yeah. It took him no time to get no. acclimated. No, and you're wondering <laughs> you because he bullshitted his way with Rick's group initially. And he's and he's doing it now. And now like, he's doing it again. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. I was gonna say this is like with the show when it veered with Lori being all tied up with the governor, which obviously never happens in the comic. She's she's right. She's in fact she's you know, she's Rick's lover. Not Lori, Andrea. I'm, I'm sorry, Andrea. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Andrea. You know, she's uh, she's Rick's lover in place of like where Michonne would be now. Right. Um. So yeah, I mean, Eugene obviously uh, in the comic is is kaput, you know, by this point. But but uh, but here they're, I guess they're going to make him out to be a, a villain. I guess. And there's nothing wrong with that because he does have the knowledge to back it up. We just don't know how much of it is true. Like he could have yeah, just been not a, kaput. No, I take that back. He's not kaput. He could have just been no. a voracious reader. And maybe he's got the the Jason yeah, Wood photographic memory, and he can just right. remember everything. But um, so you don't you don't think he's you don't think he's being a double agent? You don't no, think he's, he's setting? No, himself I, up I to, think he's okay. he's totally. I think he's all caught up in he's it. He's Negan, yeah, better than everything. Well, he, okay. He's uh, you know, he's 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 driven by self preservation, right? Yes. Right. Yes, absolutely. But it doesn't. Uh, there's a, there's a component of it that doesn't really make all that much sense because he shouldn't have been scared with Rick either. It's just that he well, was. And also, why why didn't he why did he bang out those girls? You can't he, because Negan had kill him. Yeah, he said because Negan even said he said they're going to come by. You guys are going to have dinner. You're going to dance. Maybe you can you know maybe a massage. But he goes no. He goes you you do not touch. Yeah. Oh, I must have been really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Negan, Negan yeah, said told, you know you don't yeah, absolutely. Don't okay. no sex, but, but okay, okay. But well, that's not really the first. You, you notice the one part when when the redhead was at his side and he looked at her legs and her breast. Yeah, it's yeah. it's on his mind, but it's not the first thing on his mind. She's like, far and away the hottest of three. Oh, right sure, yeah. sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, but um, you would think he would know. The last time that someone came to you and asked you a very, very specific, very personal favor, you almost died because of that. And yet he goes and makes the pills anyway. But then something mm-hmm. happened where he's like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Yeah, because he's a smart dude. He knows why they wanted it. And, and, uh, but it was, um, well, I really like that, right? Because he's like, well, you asked me to make two and that equals the body weight of someone around you. Like, I like that. Yeah. He's not, he's not dumb. He mm-hmm. is, it's, yeah. They're doing I mean, a really nice job. And I, I mean, credit all goes to the casting, which is, you know, of, uh, of of uh, of Morgan, he, he. I mean, I think Negan is. They've done a great job making him very interesting. Yeah. Yes. He's not just a. To at the point at which I bailed in the comic, Negan was nowhere near as interesting as. Yeah, in the in the comic, he pretty much just becomes the governor on steroids. He's just a sadist, and he just just you know what I mean. Like he just yeah, totally. Yeah. So I don't know why he didn't kill Rosita. Yeah, that is the one thing. I think the show has been a little inconsistent with I think Negan would have to be a little more quick to kill some people. Right. You don't burn your doctor in a scenario like this. One yeah. one would think that the knowledge that man had granted him a certain beat the shit out of him, sure. You know, cut his testicles off, do something to hobble the guy, but you don't remove that kind of failsafe from your plan when there's really yeah. not another one around. So it just didn't make sense that he would 
squander his doctor and at the at just like the drop of a hat and keep mm-hmm. keep Rosita alive. Why? She's just going to come back and try and bite you in the ass again. Yeah. I don't know. But I think this wave is much more interesting than the last wave. Yes, first episode was a killer, but then the I think however many we got after that were just not good. They were boring. There was a lot of filler in there. There was boring in the spots. first part of the yeah, season, yeah. Yeah. But they're back on track, which is good. You're in a war, man. Yeah, I don't know how long that's going to last. I mean, I can only Probably imagine. All next season, right? I've, so, you know, I, don't, I haven't seen any of the war in the comics. Maybe I oh. should. Maybe I should read it. Yeah, I think you should. We'll get there. Yeah, I mean, they they... The groups that are in the war in the comics are all there, but then, like David said, they've added this other group of uh, slow talkers and uh, or deliver. See, they're not the the whispers are are deliberate because they're not trying to. They're they they, they train themselves. They're trying to blend in because yeah. they wear the skin and. Um, but these well, I guess people, so Vince, Vince, I don't know if you like this, the whispers are the new antagonists. Basically, they're a group of people that. Uh, as David said, they 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 skin uh, the walkers and wear wear the walkers' flesh all the time. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so they, so don't they speak. can blend in. They don't speak. They blend in. So they like totally. They'll just be totally walking walking around in hordes, but they're like all of a sudden they move like quick like humans and take you out. That's really smart. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now you said that Dwight becomes a major player. Yes. Yeah, now I'm I'm a few I'm a few months behind, so I'm not I haven't um I haven't gotten too far into uh, the current war, but um, so you can't yes. really tell me what happens without spoiling it because obviously if there's a whisperers group that become the major threat, something significant happens to Negan's group, and which I, is yes. why you need to Correct. read it right. Um, and it's what's um another part where it kind of strays. Um, Without giving it away, really is is it is another relationship that is in the comic that is doesn't exist on the show, and at this point, I don't know if it ever will. Um, Who's that? Uh, Eugene and Rosita. Rosita. Get 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 it on in the comic, but she kind of loathes him in the show. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Yeah, and 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 I know and and even he, if yeah, even she she cuckolds him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, she's. But even if um, even if she wasn't um, so easy to dislike on the show, the fact that she's um, rude to Vince's girl, Sasha. Is enough to have. Yeah, that's um, just wrong. That it is. just because we oh, slept with the same now. dude doesn't mean yeah. we're friends. Like, but oh, I am, man. I, am, I I'm worried, Vince. I'm a little worried about Sasha. Yeah, I'm not because I, I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your night. But she is. She has been cast, and it's it's a big to do because she is the. Um, well, obviously, Michelle Nichols was, but uh, was was. A star on the original series, but she will be. She's pretty much. I don't know if she's the captain, but she's pretty much a, a major lead in the Star Trek Discovery series that's going to be on oh, CBS All Access. No, really. Yeah, but I think she's still. I don't. But 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 
what's interesting about TV is that she's not a main player. She's not, she's not in the before commercial credits. She's in the guest starring credits. So because of that, she may be able to get by with being a star on one show and still being a guest on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But plus it's also, it's, it's on the CBS all access web only and app. So I don't, I don't even know how successful it's going to be. So she may just want to stick with being on The Walking Dead. I also like that sequence with Daryl and Carol when he didn't tell her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only, yeah. I, I have one issue with the show and it's a minor nitpick and I love the show and I'm not like, this is just a, a nitpick because I think the show is pretty like it's raw. It's a raw show, right? It's a lot of visceral. There should be more fucking dude. There should be more. Right. Yeah. If you I mean, don't know if you're going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like by this point, Carol and Daryl should be banging it out. Sure. He obviously loves her. I know. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, and again, I'm not saying turn it into a porn, but it's like, I mean, I just think if you're going to try and depict what people's lives would really be like in this world, yeah. I think a lot of people be fucking. The only, the only people who seem to be fucking are Rick and Michonne and, and, um, Aaron and his boyfriend or his husband. It's that's like, true. And, that, and, I, I don't and I gotta, I can't front. I think the actress who plays Michonne is the pitch perfect characterization of the comic book Michonne. Yep. I love yeah. her, but I, but real talk, I don't find her attractive in any way, shape, or form. Really? No. She is more attractive with the wig. I do, I'm, I'm, She's I'm just not. too skinny, dude. She's she like so skinny she and really muscular. Is. It's like, I, it's like, I, I like mean, him. nah, nah, I can't get with it. I can't wait to see her in the black. Lori's fine. Lori's fine. Really? You don't think Lori's fine? You mean Maggie? Maggie, goddamn! Oh, see, Lori, I'm like, Lori. no, I don't think Lori. Maggie, I'm sorry, Maggie. Yeah. Lori's, yes, Maggie. Lori's prettier on Prison Break. No, no, Lori's not. Fine. Oh, she was, yeah. Uh, Maggie, um, Maggie's fine. Maggie's, Maggie's, Maggie's super fine. fine. Super. Sasha's, fine. Sasha's very attractive. Yes, yes. Sasha's um, fine. Yeah. I, I find something very attractive about Carol too. I can see that because you know. No, I don't. Well, I don't get that. You both get your ARP on, but the thing is. The, you know um, she looks like. I'll tell you, she looks like after we start recording. Come on, dude. <laughs> no, it's got to be. She's she's a, a very handsome woman. Okay, now I have a question. If you guys can remember back when, uh, it'd be the last season, or but the episode started off with um with Unit and her family, and she leaves the car, mm-hmm. and she leaves her family. And this is, so now I'm thinking, did we ever actually see, did we ever actually see Did he her, te- text you yes, something? You yeah. Dick. Did we ever, uh, did we ever actually see her, her parents and I think her baby brother. Yes. Get killed. Yes. Or did we just see that? Did, did she just walk away from them? No, I believe she saw them get killed. Because what I was thinking, I'm seeing blood it, inside of the car, and, and she, right, you've seen blood, but but was that after the, the the reason I'm asking is because when we're introduced to the whisperers, one of them has a young daughter, and I'm I, I'm wondering if they thought this far out where Unit could be that daughter. And and instead of instead of the family getting eaten or killed, the whisperers just took them in. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. That'd be cool. But I don't. But 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 I, since I'm I'm not current on the comic, I don't really remember if what I what I last read. If the whisperers really don't let people into their group, because they yeah. they, they 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 have an understanding with Rick and and listen, this is our land, this is where we stand, and and this is where you know you don't go any. So I don't really know if they're all that accepting to new members. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things I I think that the series fails miserably at okay. is they don't create enough atmosphere of dread to be out in the wild. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's it is a little too cheery, right? Yeah. Well, no, I mean. Okay, I could see if you're in a group of like five or more, there's a little bit of security with that. But mm-hmm. as soon as you leave the walls, every direction in which you can possibly go has a threat. How do you do it? Like, like, um, um, what's um, the girl's name again? You just said it. The the young girl. Unit. Right. Went out. In it. Sorry. Went out on her on her own. Like over the wall, went out into the woods on her own. The threats are everywhere. And she didn't even have a weapon. Like they don't make it clear that you can possibly get killed everywhere. If it's not from a human being, it's from a zombie or, you know, the the remnants of what was like a, you know, a bear trap or something. Like they're just, there, there are possible ends to your life, which in every direction. And they don't, I don't think the characters are scared enough. Yeah, I do agree. I, I think, uh, although, you know, you are right. Although I think it is kind of fair. It is, it is, but it is, uh, um, following, I think, the same pacing in that regard as the, TV, uh, as the comic. Uh, because yeah. I think, you know, by the time we get to where the, where the whispers, which I know you haven't read, but after the Negan stuff, I mean, it's pretty much a world now where all these little societies are existing and they've kind of got the zombie thing on, on like lock. Like they, they know how they act. They, you know, they know you can basically keep yourself safe by, you know, they're, they're, you know, that you just don't want to get trapped within a big group that you can, you know, they're, they're slow and dumb. And I don't know, it feels like they're more peripheral threats than, than main threats at this point. Right. But yeah, now I know what you're saying. Though. Right. But as in the book, the main threats are the, the non-zombies. The peoples. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying this uh, part of the season immensely. I'm actually mm-hmm. looking forward to it. It's like Sunday night. All right. Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas I let the other, the previous part of the season kind of build up and it was just like, all right. Grudgingly, mm-hmm. I would watch it. Yeah. Um, not to deviate, you know what's awesome that uh, Nina introduced me to? This O.J. Simpson thing on, on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the most acclaimed uh, stuff from last year. The the one with Cuba Gooding. Oh, oh okay. man. Oh, is it Netflix great? Now? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I that's, hate Travolta. Uh, He's great in this. <laughs> he is great in this. Yeah, that's uh, um, uh, Darden is uh, Jason. My boy is on uh, This Is Us. Yep, and he's also going to be in Black Panther. Indeed, he is. And Cheryl Ladd's in it, looking fine. All right. Yeah. I think Your girl she, Paulson I, from uh, uh, not Nina. I'm not a big fan. You know who she's? You know who she's with? Who? She's married to that really old ass broad. Um, that's uh, I can't think of her name. She she played a lawyer in uh, damn, what's her name? Holland Taylor is her name. Oh my god! Yeah, who's the buddies? Yes. Yeah. Oh my god! 
Nina and thinks she's, she's the cat's meow. I, I Taylor's seventy four, dude. Wow. <laughs> well, there's something to say about love, buddy. Sarah Paulson's forty deuce. Yeah, I I don't like Sarah Paulson all that much. I think she plays. Well, she's a good actress, but she's yes. not. I I I I think that's debatable. I don't think she's. Oh, stop! No, no she to me she plays the same character every time. Oh no! Her way. delivery's the same. Aside from oh, you're out of yourself. I don't know. I don't, I, I'm, I don't, you know, stack her up against Kathy Bates, forget it. Or Jessica Lange, no, not even close. Oh, man, well, I mean, you're talking about two of the greatest actresses ever. Right, powerhouses. I don't know. I, I, she was good in Deadwood, dude. She, her nah, her, her list. Yeah. I can't go strong with it, man. Yeah, the list bothers me, too. She was good in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Whatever. <laughs> but, yeah. This this OG and um, it's it's riveting and I didn't think OG, yeah. I didn't think I would like it because I'm not a huge fan of OJ. I we didn't we didn't catch it from the beginning. We caught it during one of the marathons uh, over one of it. the weekends. And Where's it from? Is it a Netflix series or is it, it a- no no FX? Oh okay. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing another crime. Well, they say fuck in it. Yeah yeah every well because you're also watching. They, they may have bleeped it out on on the show. Oh, it's like the after hours Breaking but Bad. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, because they they say shit. I mean, they're they're saying quite a bit. I mean, Mister Robot had fucking it in, in an episode. Um, Never saw that. But it's we're, yeah, we're, times, we're, the, times have done changed. Yeah, we're we're, we're getting to the the, the seven thirty words no longer exist. I got to get up on Legion. Because a bunch of oh what, my god, dude. yeah, I know. I was, Will I Pfeiffer watching, said you need to watch this episode. From before we started tonight, um, I almost finished it, but but you finally rang me up. But the uh, um, it has been absolutely fantastic, and and Sid is fine. Wow, uh, the 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 woman who plays David's uh, love interest, but basically rogue because she can't be touched. Um, it is it's it's it's. It's a gorgeous looking show. It is trippy AF. I am enjoy each episode. I, I know Jason wasn't too thrilled with the second episode. I don't know if you saw the third. Yet. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, the second no, episode put me off on it. I mean, no, I'm going to watch don't it. But. Get, it, it I'm going to finish. I don't, whenever we finish tonight, I'll, I'll finish last night's episode, but it okay. is, it's, it's good shit. I think All it's right, only. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I really, it's weird. I, I'm conflicted because I loved, absolutely adored the first episode. I yes. thought it was awesome. And then I was really bored as fuck from the second episode. I, I was like, oh no. I'm like. The second, second kind of slowed it down. And, and it wasn't like we needed to catch our breath, but it definitely had a different feel than the first. But I thought the third was really good. And I am absolutely loving this fourth one. Hmm. All right. I, cool. I'm getting there. Um, you should. Yes. One more thing before we uh, do your in the travels. Have you seen the trailer for Alien Covenant? I mean to. I no. haven't yet. And there, but are you talking about the actual trailer or like this four minute movie? You can no. I would watch the four. I made the mistake of watching the trailer. Well, okay. I I say mistake because now I know things. Oh, blah blah yeah. blah. But watch the four minute. Okay. Dinner scene. Watch that. Yep. The 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 idea is. You have a, a, a ship full of couples that are going to an Earth-like planet to colonize it. Mm-hmm. And it takes place after Prometheus. 
Yes, because um, Fast Fastbender is his yep. name. He's he's Michael Fastbender. Yeah. Yes, playing the, the same character, uh, David. Oh. David, I believe, um, as in Prometheus. I love Prometheus. I think but, it's a great movie. Um, but this easily next, even more than King Kong, Kong on Skull Island, Covenant is my most anticipated movie for twenty awesome. twenty seventeen. Well, not for 2017 mm-hmm. for me, but I can dig it. I, I like that a lot. The um, the commercials for Kong look really cool. It, it, it makes me real interested in seeing that. Oh, Kong looks um, great. But because of who Fassbender played, because of David in Prometheus, this just because he's in it doesn't necessarily the, mean it takes place. Right? After yes, because he's ageless. It could be. It could be like an Ash thing, where you know, or but right. There, there so are, I don't, but if, and if you, I don't want to tell you anything, but it no, looks, that, okay. that little thing at the end of Prometheus yeah. has evolved a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Just no, to, it, it, it very well, I mean, if, if, if Prometheus is what kicked it off and then is going to get us to alien and aliens, then, then this would make sense to be, to follow Prometheus. But, um, and it looks gorgeous. Oh my God. We did watch the, oh. uh, the the Jimmy Kimmel released second Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two trailer and I'm man, surprised you watched it, man. Uh, that it, that's I know that is it is the absolute one movie I I break my rule for I the, it the, because we're going to see it so I can I can kind of get foggy and and mm-hmm. I, I'm just I'm I'm visually just taking it all in and I'm listening to it but if if it's not I, it's it's. I'm not saying I'm not going to be surprised or, or something's mm-hmm. going to get ruined. They, they, they could absolutely show their hand about something I don't want to see yet. But I know we're going to see it. We're going to enjoy it no matter what. So it's it is. It really is the uh, the only movie I'll 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 break the rule for. And even and and the last scene, um, even Renee was like they they could have maybe saved that for the movie. But I I have faith that. We may not know everything um, that is said in the trailer, and and what I like about it is that it. She said something after we watched the trailer, and and I, um, had to sack up and tell her that she was wrong, and she doesn't believe me. So we have to actually now watch the movie so I can prove my point, um, which it's it's such a such a chore to have to watch this movie again but it's, <laughs> and and the part that that i'm going to be right on is all the way at the end so we're we'll, we'll have a good time this weekend but yeah no we it's it, it just looks amazing cannot wait for may for that one nit uh, on guardians 2 what i think mantis looks terrible i haven't i haven't seen her yet i don't know if she looks terrible hmm I, don't, I mean the, the the bug eyes maybe I don't know yeah. what what, what that, that's what's yeah that's but I guess because the antenna they they they're just trying to I don't know I don't know we'll see but oh yeah, so yeah I'm with you Vance she doesn't look good no. she does not look like yeah it doesn't look like John mm. Drewer no all right everybody um, so so we are not talking about the other two books well it's two thirty three you want to save them for um for next time you are talking about the hunter pager we can go into Let's that get that out of the way. Yeah, because he wasn't. Yeah, I, that, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to because the next because the next thing I the next thing I suggest I want to make sure that you know I don't half-ass it. I can't I can't do it to him twice. So we can get this one out of the way and and 
forget about it. So then next time it's. it's <laughs> I didn't think stuff. it was all that bad. No, it was I didn't fine. either. It was fine. It was, uh, it was the book in question is the uh, DC 100 page super spectacular, also known as Batman 238. 100 action. Like 1972, right? Yeah. Uh, I Two years before uh, the age of Woodrow. Yeah. Yes. Um, 100 action-packed pages of story and art from cover to cover features a wraparound cover by uh, Neil Adams and Dick Giordano featuring a somewhat distorted Batman. Uh, <laughs> stroke it. Batman. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the back cover is awesome it's because... It's swagger. He's, he's sashaying. <laughs> the back cover is a who's who of the Legion of Superheroes. And that's... And since you mentioned the wraparound cover and the back cover. Um, the reason why I, I had to get this for you guys, there, there are, I, there's a real sweet spot for me. And, and even though it's not the true golden age, a golden age for me is the DC dollar books that included Superman family, Batman family, and the world's finest because, who doesn't love an anthology? And not adventure. I, adventure. I for me, adventure comics came out as the digest. I I, okay. I, I, came, I came into adventure later on, right. and it was just the the Aquaman by Aparo stories. And um, but no, those the, the, those three are what I think about. Um, and I don't know why. When I saw this collection, um, of the hundred pages that I I just I thought. They were going to be similar to these dollar books. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, sweet. And I should have looked through the collection before I told you guys to get it. And, and then we could because I was just like, listen, these are books and 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 we can tag on them and, and it'll be great. I really meant we should tag on one of those world's finest dollar books, which I still have okay. to find. And I'll, so so eventually we'll get to that. I, I, I We got to apply some. Solve for Jason on this because I, I don't want him to be burned twice. So the the reason why I picked the Batman book out of the whole collection there's uh, there's a Joe Kubert story for Vince. Oh, so nice, right? Yes, there is, and I know it's not Jason's first meeting with the Doom Patrol, but um, it's the Doom Patrol with the Bruno Grimieri art. Grimiani, uh, yeah, that's uh, Gabriel Hardman, one of his favorite. Uh, that's well. it. Yeah, and it's Ar- um, Arnold Drake writing too, so it's yes. it's the origin of the Doom Patrol. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I really got a kick out of the um, the legend in the back, the key, the to, to the who's who of who's on the wraparound cover. I I uh, I just I see it because I would love. I did the same thing with the who's who. I did the same thing with the. The Ohat moves where I, I I have to match up who's you know who's drawn here and what number they are and I, I always get a kick out of that but um, it's basically it's an anthology full except for one previously unpublished story of of reprints mm-hmm. and I didn't remember if these one hundred pagers consisted of nothing but reprint I thought like the main story would have been. Yeah, the, the front story would have been an actual new a new story for Batman two thirty eight, and then maybe the rest of the book could be reprints. But this was all 
these were for the most part all stories that were previously published in from like 1952 to like 1965 or so. Yeah, they're not all all reprints. Well, there's the Golden Age Adam, which is unpublished. No, I mean, in this, this is almost all reprints, except for right. But as the hundred pages went on, they weren't all reprints. Right. Which was good. You would so get the one I picked once, right. You would get one story in the lead that wasn't a reprint, and then they would just pepper it with stuff they already published. But there's nothing. Everything in this issue, it, it ranges from absolute winner to all right. That wasn't bad. There's really, there's really not a stinker in this in this issue. Like the Jack Cole Plastic Man is, I love that's gorgeous. probably my favorite one. That's yeah. probably my favorite story. Yeah, and then um, Joe Kubert Sargon the Sorcerer. That is a very different looking Kubert. Yes, it is. It is, man. <laughs> and I gotta say, I mean, I, least favorite of the stories, but not like just story wise. I just don't have much much reason to care for Sargon, but. But you know the Kub- the Kubert makes it worth checking out. So yes, Kubert. But yeah, it's it's gorgeous. Um, yeah. And then you know uh, Ramona on Aquaman. There's no drawback. There. Yeah, I mean it's this crazy silly story, like bordering on stupid. <laughs> but you know you got whales up in there. It's hard. For it just ends. <laughs> it's <laughs> not a bad story, but whales. 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 That's what I should have said. I picked the Jason because of the whales. Um, oh, by the way, it reminds me, because uh, I, um, I think I found the next uh, person to do a tattoo for me. What? Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude in New York City, buddy of mine, well, one of my coworkers, his uh, friend is like all sorts of tatted up, and he just got a, a piece from this this guy, this guy, Mr. K. And uh, it, it's, the guy's work is like it, it's almost impossible to believe he's 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 doing this. He uses a single needle. It's so realistic and detailed the stuff he does. It's crazy. And the reason I, I thought about it when you spent is because there was just like I was looking at the dude's portfolio and like he did a whale for someone recently and I was like, Oh my god. But uh but yeah, the the, the dude is crazy legit. Anyway, but sorry for the aside, but it's a good aside. Is he exp- is. is he really expensive? But no, yes. Uh. <laughs> is is minimum fee, like whether you want like initials or anything, like his sitting fee is a thousand. <laughs> okay. Can't wait to see yes. can't wait to see it on you. That's, that's great. <laughs> dude, if you but you I'll show you this guy's work is just he did the Mona Lisa on a dude's arm. Like in black and white. It's fucking like it looks like the Mona Lisa dude. It's like I, like I don't even know how it's possible he did that with a tattoo needle. It's crazy. That's look crazy. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. My favorite uh, story for the record uh, in this book was the uh, Plastic Man story. Nice. Dap had a feeling it would be. Really? Yeah. Interesting. He, yeah, because of Jack Cole. You know. Well, be, mainly though, because since this was a bunch of reprints, like there's something that just seems right about the silliness of the. Silver Age and Plastic Man. Like, it seems okay to be silly. Yes. Whereas, like, I found the Batman story to be insufferable. I thought that. I, I saw that coming. You did? Yeah. It was like watching the TV show. It's, yeah. Yeah. Is that what the whole era of Batman's like? It's pretty much until, yeah, because, I mean, the TV show 
didn't let them really get away from it until mm-hmm. Denny and Neil yes. came on to really let you know the dude works mm-hmm. at night. You know, let's 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 actually. Um, I mean, there may be some detective work in the campy stories, but it, it, he wasn't really the Dark Knight until until Benny O'Neill and Neil Adams came on. Um, and and but it's they're dense stories. They're packed. Love it. So I mean, you're not you you every they're, the panels. You definitely get your money's worth. Yes. Loaded with um with word balloons. I mean, yeah, the whole idea of it was, and I mean, and and they could kind of do this story today with the whole um school for for thieves and burglars and 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 draw it out into an arc. But I mean, it it just it makes sense. It's, and and of course, Robin is made to to. Be like some some gimpy idiot. Robin the boy target. (laughs) (laughs) Some gimpy Uh idiot. (laughs) You got you have to Uh wonder like Batman. What was he thinking? The kid is silly. (laughs) No, this is I I love these old timers. Fifty cents for a hundred pages. Like Jason said, you could not go wrong back in the Disney. Yeah, and you get the Legion. Did that bother you at all? What, the Legion? Yeah. Why would the Legion bother me? A lot of goofy characters. Well, the overall, the goofiness of the book, it didn't bother me, but it, it didn't appeal to me. I, I I don't know. Like, I just didn't. It just felt so dated to me, you know? Yes, that it is. But look, I mean, real talk, I, I, I just got the, um, the Burn Alpha Flight um, omnibus. You know, which I've read those stories a bunch of times and started reading it the, this weekend. And, uh, listen, man, like, some stuff just doesn't age well. Like, I mean, like, comics of that era were, like, and just, like, silly. Like, 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 poor, like, in other words, like, a lot of the stuff that we're nostalgic upon, from a structural standpoint, from a ham-handedness standpoint, if they were written today, we would rip them to shit. Like, it's just, you know, yeah. it, it, like, the expectation today is that, of a different level of quality and 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 and, uh, and uh, refinement that wasn't required of these stories back then. In a way, it's a shame because back then we we had lower expectations, and likely that's probably one of the reasons we we loved them so much because they we took them for what they were versus you know expecting them to be the greatest thing ever. Um, so, but it, but these hundred papers are neat to me because I I mean. Growing up as a Marvel zombie, I mean, this is almost all new stuff for me. I mean, I, you know, with very few exceptions, have I read old school DC stuff? So, um, I, I just I wasn't quite clear why it was a Batman issue, right? Other than that the first story is Batman, <laughs> and um, there's another Batman. There's a it's bookended by Batman. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, a tiny, tiny, tiny little nit about what you said. I think that. The, there was a more refinement to the craft back then than there is now. You're out of your gourd. No, I do. Dude, the the dialogue was it was all exposition. It was ham handed. It was on the nose. Look at the drawing. There was no. I mean, even you know, even know for as a history student, history back then they were literally winging it. They were sure. putting out books to put them out. Right, and that's what there makes was no it. refinement. There was no. I mean, in refinement the, didn't start coming in until some other guys like Alan Moore and like Morrison sort of crafting really sophisticated stories within this type of, of medium. I, I think you're pushing it a little bit too ahead with Alan Moore. I mean, the refinement began uh, 
with Stan. Well, we were giving Stan credit. I have to, to a certain extent. I mean, I'm happy to go there. I Stan, thought and, you would laugh me off the stage. No, Stan. I didn't, want to do the, uh, I didn't want to make the same mistake of digging my own hole like you did with the Wolverine talk. Right, so. right. No, Stan and Jack and, and Steranko and mm-hmm. over at DC with uh, Denny and, and Len Wein. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, You know, and but I'm talking about more along the visuals. Like the the art in the Kubert and the Cole and you got Wynn Mortimer here and and uh, Bruno Premiani. There's comparatively, there's not many guys today that could hold a candle to these men. It it just it's not possible. Look at look at the mm-hmm. craft in every one of these panels. How varied it is and how um, willing they are to experiment. And there's no. Um, CGI aided crap in here. There's no stock photography, you know, cribbing from, from model sheets or, or studio shots. This is all, they're all winging it. And these guys are well, just Well, you're masters. coming from the art perspective. Yeah, not, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have an issue with any of the art. I, okay. I have an issue with the storytelling, with yeah. the dialogue. I'm more enamored with the art than I am with the storytelling, obviously. I mean, they're kitschy. And, I have zero issues with any of the art in this book. Okay. Great. Now we're on the same page. See that, so to speak. Nice, nice. But as a story, from the storytelling standpoint, yeah, storytelling has evolved. I guess from the the Silver Age, where now they approach it in a different way for different reasons than they did in the Silver Age. But to say that the stories are better now, I, I still, I don't know. The jury's still out on that for me. Whatever. All right, everybody, are we done with this thing now? Wrap it up. I think that's the fastest hundred pager we ever covered. Yes. Expedite. Woot woot. All right, everybody. Hey, if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about, chances are really good that you can probably find it at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. The absolute best in getting you your books for a fraction of the cost, getting them fast, and getting them delivered right to your damn door. There's no better source for your comics and collectibles than Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. In your your travels, I'm halfway through another uh, volume in the Chilling Archives of the Horror Comics. This one uh, is called Devil Tales. The greatest villain ever? Yes or no? The devil? Come on. Doomsday? Oh, the devil. In, hi- historically, is the devil the greatest villain ever created? Has to be, right? What? <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about it. I'm not saying it wrong. I have to think about it. In his many forms, does not, doesn't every culture have uh, a darkness to the light? The devil is the darkness. He's, he's the ultimate villain. All right, I'll give you that. Scene. He's just bad. He's, he's the There's no reason to be bad other than he's the devil, dude. Um, but this is this is a uh, another anthology from Craig Yo and IDW. Um, I obviously not going to go through the entire book, but there are stories in here like this one, illustrated by Dick Ayers. Um, it's called Ghoul's Gold. It's about this dude who makes a living robbing graves. And he steals the jewelry on the corpses. That's how he makes his living. But that's not the main reason why he's doing it. Why he's doing it is legend has it that there was a necromancer buried with a book 
that could uh, hold power over the devil. You can make the devil do whatever you want if you have this book. So this guy is racing to find this book, digging up graves, um, killing people who cross his path and burying, reburying them in the graves. And the ghost of one person he kills comes back to haunt him. And he, this guy's so stupid. He, he believes some of the information coming from the ghost. Like the ghost is telling him, you know, I, I know things now because I'm a ghost. And the book you're looking for is in this cemetery. He goes to the cemetery, digs up the graves, doesn't find the book. And the, the ghost is like, oh, no, 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 wait. I made a mistake. It, it's in this cemetery. So the guy's like chasing this dragon uh, in the form of a book that could hold the devil in its sway. And it's a very simple story. But, again, there's that whoop, that little twist at the end that makes it so much better. Um, and most of these stories... The devil comes in many forms. Uh, in this one, the conjurer for the foul fiend. You have a magician, an old magician who really can't wow the audience anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets up there, drops the cards. The audience is booing at him, throwing shit at him, and uh, he can't find a job. So one night, he's walking by a uh, costume shop, and this this very dapper dude says, hey, come on in. I want to make a deal with you. Oh, by the way, I'm the devil. <laughs> and And he makes this man younger, gives him tons of talent, uh, also bestows upon him a female assistant, because every magician needs an assistant. And for the 50s, this thing was created in 1954. When you see, the first image you see of the assistant that he gives him, it is super racy for the 50s. Like, her bullets, I mean, she's popping. Right, and she's got mm-hmm. the, the you see all leg and you know the pointy boobs, but the magician makes the mistake of falling in love with the assistant. Like screw the devil, we're not going back to that. He had to go back to the store in a year. Devil gave him a year to make it to, to live out his dream. After at the end of that year, he had to bring the woman back to the store and pay the price, and he doesn't do it. And um, well, bad things happen to him because he's dealing with the devil. And no punches yeah, are pulled. I, oh, do I have to tell you how much I love these books? I don't. Um, check out the Chilling Archives of the Orc uh, comics because they're all great. Hardcover books, twenty four ninety nine. They're loaded with stuff. Um, spot varnish on the cover. If if you um, are, you know, disillusioned with modern comics, give these old fi- uh, pre code horror reprints a try. Uh, there's there's something to love in every book. There's volumes on zombies. Um, there's a Tom Sutton book, and a, here I'll just go through the, the the books in the back. I mean, there's a taste for for everyone. It's not in this one, but there's a taste for everybody, and they're relatively inexpensively priced. DCBS has them for like eighteen bucks. Where are you gonna go to get mm-hmm. that? For real? Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, in your travels. It's a new book. Ooh. Came out yesterday. What? Yes. Uh, it is written by Mr. Justin Jordan. And it is very nicely illustrated by a favorite of ours, Mr. Abraham Mustafa. What is yes, this? and is this? colors by Jordan Boyd. This is from Vertigo. Listener of the show. Yes. 
Savage Sorry, Things number one. Oh yeah, I saw this. Uh, the art, it's it's a little different than uh, than what he was doing in um, in High Crimes. It's it the 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 art is is slightly um, it's kind of Mark Bright, uh, Bill Quist Evely kind of vibe to it. It 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 and it looks fantastic. Uh, but basically, the gist is it's um. It's it's kind of, but not quite like Deadly Class. Uh, we're introduced to a uh, to a young, uh, maybe not not quite a teenager. It's 1991. We see him in a field. There's um, there's a fire that he's smiling over. That uh, I'm guessing that he started. He walks into his house, and his parents are dead. And there's a man in the room with his parents and he uh the man is asking him if there's uh but when he walks in he's looking for his mother and father he sees them they're dead and he's all he says to the man standing there is who are you and and the guy's um not he's, he's not really surprised but he's basically like so that's that's all that's all you got to say like that's that's you're asking me who I am. You're not, you're not screaming for help. You're not screaming for your parents. You're not, uh, you're not rushing over to see if they need help. Um, and it's a very frank, matter of fact conversation that, uh, that, that, that these two people are having. It's, it's all set up to, um, basically the boy is, is, um, recruited more or less. Uh, and we get flashes of it's present day. And to this boy's kind of schooling, for lack of a better word. And um, 25 years ago, he's in a classroom with a bunch of other students. Um, there is a uh, the person basically in charge. His name is uh, Dr. Caning, Dr. Martin Caning. And he, he says that basically everybody is in this room because they are sociopaths um Mm -hmm. they all meet the exact criteria as to what or who a sociopath is and um you know left unchecked you could all grow up and 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 do bad things to other people and uh basically we don't want you we don't want you left unchecked. We we know you're going to grow up to be monsters. We want you to be our monsters. We 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 want to um, be in control. Uh, and then we cut back to the present day, and and um, we find out that the boy's name or code name is Abel, and it, it, things move pretty quickly, and 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 we're Abel is pretty much being watched and and uh is is trying to be someone's after him and and I I won't say who or because the issue ends and we find out who and then that's um it it's it, Jordan does a real good job of he, he he did it with spread he's done it with you know pretty much everything I've read by him um it's it's got a real strong um the first issue that that, that really gets you 
ready for, for what's coming next. So um, I'm definitely checking out the second issue, especially since the art is, uh, is so fine, but it's, um, I, I would, uh, I'd give it a shot. It, it's just, it's, there are some things obviously that we've seen before hell. I mean, I mean, you could say it's, it, it, it if you like deadly class, you might, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll see some, some comparisons here and, uh, it's not exactly the same and, and it's, it might be set in a more kind of realistic world, but I think, uh, I think if you give it a shot, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll probably dig it. So savage things, number one. God, this is next on my to read list. It's pretty Sweet. raw. Oh, baby, yeah. I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Uh, <laughs> In your travels, uh, first of all, go to the movie theater because you got to see Get Out. Our boy Jordan Peele made a movie where he wrote and directed but did not star in that is in no way, shape, or form a comedy. It is a straight-up horror movie, and it is brilliant. And it is, unfortunately, say for one D-bag, it was on its way to being only the second movie in Rotten Tomatoes history to have a perfect score. But some douche gave it uh, a rotten rating. So now it's 99% instead of 100. Um, But it's an incredibly great movie. It's it's so well done. And it's, you know, uh, I know Vince is a huge, bigger than almost anyone on Earth fan of horror movies. Um, The thing about this movie, which is great, is that it's a horror movie where there's no leaps in logic. Everything that happens, everything that people do makes sense. That's a good thing. I know, unfortunately. You know, and and I love a lot of horror movies where there's ridiculous leaps in logic. It's kind of like part of the charm, I guess. But in this case, you get a great horror movie with a very satisfactory arc and ending. But never do you feel like anyone's doing something they wouldn't or shouldn't have done. And uh, much love to them for that. So go check that out. Also check out John Wick 2 because it was freaking amazing. Like I think there's like a thousand people killed in that movie. Need I, to, I <laughs> need to see that. Oh my yeah. god, it's incredible. Um, no story at all. There's no point to the movie. Doesn't have to be. No, no, no. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the comics, um, the one thing I didn't get to talk about this week that I read and I thought was worth recommending is uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur Volume Two, uh, written by Amy Reader and Brandon Montclair, with uh, art by uh, Natasha Bustos and. Um, uh, Marco Faila, who is a fill-in for one of the issues, with uh, Tamara Bonvillain on colors and uh, Travis Lanham on letters. Um, where we left off after the first arc is Luella was hit by the Terrigen Mists and was in a Terrigen cocoon. We pick up with uh, Devil Dinosaur um, snuggling with the egg, protecting it while he waits for it to hatch. And Luella hatches and... There's no noticeable change. She doesn't look different. Doesn't have any, there's just nothing different about her and she's baffled. Um, but we come to find out that, uh, her power is to, um, well, what we've seen so far in the, in this arc is her power is to switch minds with Devil Dinosaur. Um, so only she doesn't have control over it. So she's in the middle school where she's a genius and suddenly she starts going like rage kitty. And it's because she's all of a sudden Devil Dinosaur, and then she's in Devil's body. 
I suspect as this goes along, her actual powers that she can switch minds with, with like other beings, like not just Devil Dinosaur. But I think because she's got such a rapport with Devil Dinosaur, that's how it first manifests. But, uh, on top of that, we also get confirmation of what we already knew from Marvel solicits that she is in fact the smartest person in the Marvel universe. Um, da, da, da. uh, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. She, um, the, the bulk of this arc involves a young Cree, uh, soldier, um, that calls himself Captain Cree. He is basically a failure, uh, and his dad is, uh, super pissed at him for that. And so his dad said, why don't you make good and like go out and, and take on the inhumans? Cause that's what you need to do to, to earn some face around here. And I'm not going to have my son not represent. And so, uh, the kid is, uh, he asked the computers to find the weakest of all inhumans to go after and and they point out Luella. So he he poses as a, a student transferred uh, to her school and uh they're working on a science project together and they battled and whatnot, but he ends up falling in love with her. School uh schoolboy crush. So uh so so the villain becomes the hero. Um it's just a, a fun series. Um much like the first arc, just very, very action packed. Uh, Natasha's cartooning is perfect for the style. We get uh, a cameo by uh, Kamala Khan, who is uh, one of Luella's heroes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the book a lot. So it's, uh, it's a nice little after-dinner mint to some of the more serious stuff that uh, I find myself reading most weeks. Cool. Nice. Neat. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty. Are we, um, we going to mention the homework for next week? Or homework. surprise everybody with the uh, with with, with um, that was actually part of your article. Yes, uh, in my article about the image series. Um, one of the more intriguing of the forgotten image series, as I saw it, was 1963 by Alan Moore and various artists, including Rick Veach, <laughs> who Vince contends is the uh, real brains behind the series. True. Uh, um, but uh, that's fine. Dave Gibbons and a bunch of other awesome creators are involved as well. Um, so yeah, we uh, we're gonna we're gonna read the, uh, the little mini. It's a well, I guess it wasn't a mini series, but it, it ended up being. It's a, we're gonna read the six issues and uh, and go from there. Awesome. I figure Vince hasn't memorized, but no, not entirely. So there you go, everybody. Yeah, I am. Thank you for being here with us. We hope you will return next week in the interim. If you would uh, please leave us a review at iTunes or uh, somewhere similar. We really appreciate it. It matters uh, in the long run. Uh, come to our website, 11oClockComics.com, where we have brand spanking new content available for you uh, to uh, indulge. You'll love it. Um, come to the Facebook page. Join us on Twitter, all over the place. Uh, and until we meet again, say good night. David. Good night. David. Mm, little long, buddy. No, I thought it was right on. You did? Thank you. I did. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so uh, we'll be back. I mean, it's cute, as that you think. But ah, you know, uh, we love you so much. Yeah. Come back next week. We'll all be here. You should be too. Word. Word. Bye. Word it. Toodle.
woke up this morning to a glass accident. Glass fell in love with the floor. Too many pieces there for me to clean up. So I left a warning message by the door. Danger on a scary skull and crossbones. Some damage forevermore. Just imagine what could go wrong, and how some lives could change forever if you're not careful. How you handle delicate things, but now is better than never. Fell in love. 